I've lived a thousand lives I've piloted a thousand souls I killed and fought and died Just for a single role Welcome to City of Towers on Happy Jacks RPG. My name is Jason, and we are playing D&D in Eberron, uh, doing a little bit of an experiment using the 2D10 option instead of the die 20. So um, that is uh, a little bit about what we're doing. Uh, let's go around and say hello while I fix my suddenly awkward camera. Um, Eli, go. <laughs> Hi, my name's Eli. I'm playing Alibas, a elf, wood elf paladin. And I just want to say that this stream is sponsored by Jillian's Hard Cider Black and Blue. It's delicious. It's not. We're not sponsored by them, but we would be happy to be. And if they would like <laughs> to send us any money, um, please uh, uh, address it to happyjacks.org slash... I don't, I don't know. I, I lost the joke. <laughs> slash sponsor. Yeah. Something was going to happen. Um, contact our legal department. Uh, and uh puja hi i am puja i am playing zay a changeling blade soul sorcerer excellent rob me i'm always rob i am playing ventus who is a loxodon um warlock with connections to the old ones not the new ones the old ones yeah, the old and ones are better anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, if you compare, like, the original Saved by the Bell cast to, like, Saved by the Bell, the new class, the old ones are far superior. It's nothing. It's oh, nothing. God. Can we not uh, talk about the new class? Ouch. Can we just, like, kibosh that particular thing? Absolutely. <laughs> for, uh, no, no. <laughs> for anybody who has never heard of Luxodons, I had not either until a couple weeks ago, but they're basically giant elephant people. Yeah. And um, they are from the Magic the Gathering setting. We're not using any of the setting material from, uh, like, the, um, the, the what, what do you call it, like, the lore of uh, Loxodons, uh, aside from them being from the jungles of, uh, uh, what, what do we say, the, the plane, Valinar Plains, I think? Yeah, um, it's the plains. Yeah, um, the plains and jungles of that region, um, where halflings are known to ride dinosaur mounts, so... That seemed like a reasonable part of the world to, you know, there are desert elephants and there are jungle elephants, and your folk come from jungle elephants. Indeed, they do. Jungle, jungle elephant. <laughs> dinner, jungle dinner. elephant. Dinner. Yeah, yeah. Jungle elephant. Um, the perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> the next person <laughs> on our list was singing. Um, Claire. <laughs> Hi, I'm Claire. I play Nyx, who is a changeling mastermind rogue. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where we're going. And sometimes Claire sings, so. I do sing. Uh, uh, yes, I sing. <laughs> um, we also have a fun little detail of um, the uh, dice roller being streamed out uh 
That's that bit of text right below my face if you're watching along. If you're just listening, well, you can't see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you wouldn't have seen the dice rolls anyway, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, the, no loss, really. It's the same, same situation <laughs> we were in before. Um, if we get annoyed with it, we'll delete it and go back to rolling dice on our tables, but we're trying out something new. So I hope you enjoy. Um, we've always liked being one of the few streams that actually shows all our dice and, um, you know, not really fudging rolls and things like that. And um, I think, uh, I mean, a lot of folks have told us that they like that feature of Happy Jacks, and I, I personally am in favor as well. So I think uh, I think it's nice to be able to have something like this. Um, so we're trying out rolls.org? Question mark? Yeah, rolls.org. Yes. And um, it is, uh, I have no idea if the folks there are lovely or not lovely, but the website's working so far. So hopefully they turn out, (laughs) they don't turn out to be jerks. So (laughs) I don't know. Uh, They, uh, okay. So why don't we just jump in and then we can deal with mechanics as we go. Last time uh, we stole a great big painting, Uh, (laughs) snuck it. Snuck it over to um, your friend um, at uh, House of Ryan. Uh, was it Con- Corvus? Corvus? Cor- Corbin Dallas. Corvus. Corvus yes. Orion. Orion. Corvus Dallas. Yeah. Corvus Orion. Yeah. Corvus Orion. Yeah. Uh, and uh, dropped the painting off with the uh, staff at the house and uh, said that it was for them. And uh, went to have a drink at the local bar and uh, met a, a half-orc and his undead, uh, formerly half-orc, uh, still his sister. Um, and I, I guess she's still a half She's just a dead half-orc. That's, you don't stop being a half-orc. So, um, yeah, she's, she's a dead half-orc. Um, I mean, undead. undead. She's half-dead. Sure. She's, she's half-dead, half-orc. Mostly dead. <laughs> he, just, it he just was... like when you just say dead, it sounds like he's carrying around her corpse. Oh yeah, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, she's life adjacent, guys. He was alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's I... a, a a breather. Ugh. A breather. Ugh. No, we're not gonna. That that term is adjacent to something that's. That we're not gonna yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Um. He, uh, well, he, he and his sister, uh, they, they both were uh, in a bit of an argument with the uh, tavern owner, um, and you all uh, felt compelled to get involved, uh, like you do, and... Um, like one does. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't blame you, really. It was, uh, it was pretty ugly, what was happening there. So, um, the... Um, the scene turned out the bartender was happy to let you have a table. I mean, she wasn't super happy about it, but it, it happened. <laughs> and, it happened. Um, you uh, had a, a sit down with these two. You um, got to learn a little bit more about them, their mission from the town of Brine uh, to come in and form some sort of business relationship in the city with one of the major dragon marked houses. And um, the... No, wrong folder. I'm multitasking. Um, 
Okay, there we go. Finally, getting my notes open. Oh, cool. There's three sentences. <laughs> Thanks, past me. Um, yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, the group of you uh, sat down and had a, a chat with them while um, Alabas, your paladin, sat at the hearth and uh, played music for the the tavern. Uh, until a group of ruffians burst into the bar and uh, wanted to say, hey-ho, no zombies. And um, then we all took issue with that. So um, there, a, f- a fair amount of hijinks ensued, and I highly recommend going back and listening to episode one, if only for a foot being stapled to the floor. <laughs> Wherein I did 16 points of damage to a foot. Yeah, but no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> um, it just, you know, you wanted to make sure you got your footing and, uh, you know. Well, you, get, I mean, you always want to start things off on the right foot. Yeah, and get your foot in the door and uh, be able to... Uh, <laughs> They got towed. You gotta put the left you gotta put the left one in. Yes. And then You gotta tow the line. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Okay. We're all done, folks. Uh thank you. <laughs> Good night. Uh, thank you. Good night. It's been great. Yeah. We're we're already canceled. Kimmy's calling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um so the um the fight uh ended up with you uh beating up these guys, sending them on their way. And um, I don't... Did, did we say what happened exactly after that? I think you invited them back to Nix's place. I thought yes. we were still in the middle of combat, but maybe I'm misremembering. I hmm. thought we ended, like, right as the combat ended. Yeah. The end yeah. of combat was the, the, like, yay, let's go. Okay. Back to Nix's house. Yeah. Because yeah, we I, volunteered your place for them to stay. Yeah, That's we, right. We and I was like, oh, we do? <laughs> That's right. Okay. By we, I mean I, I think. I'm pretty sure I volunteered your place. <laughs> no, that's, that's great, though. Um, so, the, um, I guess the six of you are um, back at Nix's place. I think it was the sort of thing where it was already kind of late, and you four had had a big day. Um, Stiv and uh, Gore had, uh, had a pretty rough day as well, and probably crashed out and we could pick up at a morning scene if that makes sense for everyone sure okay so also anything that you used up you can um use the long rest button on your uh D beyond character oh, yeah. another group that should be sponsoring us because uh, <laughs> we really like D beyond here and is that under where is that uh, the long it's rest, up at the top. Uh, yeah, right next to the campaign name. That's right. You click on your character and long rest. Yeah. Uh, so long rest. in the morning, the... Uh, uh, hey, for, yeah. Before we get to that point, I'm a little fascinated with Stiv and how they... How she sleeps. Like, does she sleep? Is it like the elven sleep? Is it like the... Or is it just passed out, snoring in an awkward position the way most half-orcs go to sleep. I don't know if it's fair to say most half-orcs, but, um, so you're going to stay up and spy on them? Not stay up and spy. Just not go to sleep 
as quickly as everybody else. And watch them as they go to sleep. And be aware of the situation. Because I'm not going to, like, lurk over and be like, hey, (laughs) sleep yet? (laughs) You know. Sure. (laughs) Um, So the... I guess the the scene that you come across is Gore stretched out on Nix's couch. I guess I I don't know what what we've got. I don't think this it's a big place with a lot of guest rooms, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. I would say there's probably a lot of nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. Like, think like um a mountain cabin where there's like three beds in each room. And there's mm-hmm. really only like four bedrooms, but sure. you can sleep twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so, um, Ventus, what you see is uh, what we'll we'll have them crash out in the living room this time, and uh, Guar is stretched out on the couch, head back, actually having a bit of a snore, and um, his uh, sister is sort of half reclined like her, she's sitting on the floor with her back against the couch um and her her head tipped back and her eyes are closed um not snoring cuz she doesn't breathe um and it like for all intents and purposes looks like a dead body at the <laughs> the at her brother's feet um but she's Hi. like on the floor leaning back against the couch um it does look like she's resting um maybe forever <laughs> So she's taking the long rest. The longest, the longest rest, yeah, I think rest. is, is what that's called. Yeah. She sleeps like the dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in my at least notes, like the dead used to before the necromancer showed up and brought them all. Yeah, that's right. In, in my notes, I actually did write, Stiff looks like she's dead asleep. <laughs> yep. Factually accurate. Um, okay, so... The, um, yeah, sun comes up the next day, just like it always does. The, um, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yay. And, you never know. Um, you know, uh, what, what are the four of you up to? Well, I'm making breakfast for everybody. Okay. So you're in the kitchen. Uh, Ventus. I'm sleeping a little bit longer than everybody else. Okay. Because I was up a little bit later than everybody else. So I am slow. I am lumbering awake at the moment. Okay. Cool. Um, let's see. I don't have. I think Alibas would be helping next uh, prepare the breakfast. Okay. And okay. Say? Uh, I am. Gonna chat with our new friendy peoples, Stephen mm-hmm. Gore. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're, you know, sort of getting squared away in the morning. Um, you know, Gore has more like he's going around and using the facilities and whatever, and Stiv is just kind of like getting up and going through her things. Like she has a big backpack that she's like a rucksack kind of thing that she's carrying around and is um i think probably when you come out she's um cleaning the firearm that you had noticed last time and uh has it in like four distinct pieces on the little low table there by the couch and uh, yeah seems like that's what's going on cool so did y'all have a specific contact in house thrashk 
Um, uh, well, potentially, we uh, there was some conversation, and um, you know, Gore comes back in the room and um, you know sits down, and I guess the three of you are sitting there chit chatting. Oh, Ventus, were you in there in going in the living room with them, or what, I forget what you said you were doing. Yeah, 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 I am, but it's more of like a sleepy, like, it, it, it's one of those things that they're fully engaged in conversation mm-hmm. by the time I roll out. Okay, and Alabas, where did, where did you say you were? He would be he's going a, in between the table and Nick's. He's doing as breakfast. little as, as he can, as I can let him do while ma- letting him feel like he's helping. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, like, setting the table and getting drinks for everybody. <laughs> oh, Okay. You don't want you don't want Alabas th- helping out. Uh, uh, I'm kind of basing this particular thing off my particular thing, which is that I don't like help in my kitchen. So oh, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> so I think Nix is just like, no, I got this. Here, can you grate this cheese for me? Can you crack these eggs for me? Okay. You know, cool. But but stay away from the sauce. <laughs> so it's not because it's Alabas. It's because it's a person. Yeah, because it's my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, all right. So in the living room, uh, I'm sure Nick's, you can hear the conversation going on. It's not a mansion. Um, but, um, they long story short, cause I don't want to have a whole like back and forth of me being two people and having to you know, belabor <laughs> that point. Um, but, um, the short version is that they had, um, had a preliminary contact with someone in house Thrashk. They're wanting to work with them, but what they know, and this actually rings true for sort of rumors that you've heard around the city, is that House Thrashk is kind of, uh, well, it's not as well regarded. I think we said last time it is like in the top four, you know, three or four like big houses, but that means when they drop a notch, it's a big deal, you know, as opposed to like the bottom four, there's like nine or 10 houses or something. 12, I think. Uh, and the, when they jockey around the bottom, like, nobody cares. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you guys all suck. You're it's t- like the minor leagues versus the majors. Right. And so in this case, this is, um, you know, a major house has, um, they, they've just always had to struggle because House Thrashk is um, based in the country of Drome. Um, it is colloquially known as the country of monsters. It's the place that is primarily peopled by hobgoblins and half giants and harpies and um, all, all kinds of folks who are uh, often not welcome in other parts of the world. And so it's also um, uh, a major place for orcs and half orcs and, and that sort of thing, just because there have been uh, generationally uh, conflict and tension uh, with those groups. So, uh, Drome is also the seat of power for House Thrashk because that house is primarily orcs and half orcs. There's also a bunch of humans and the other folk in there, but that's their primary thing. They're based in Drome, and that is, you know, here in Sharn is looked down on for the most part. Like the average person sees it as, oh, well, they're, you know, criminals and monsters. So, you know, I. They've just worked hard to get to where they are, and we don't have to like it, sort of thing. Um, so, with that background, um, Stiv explains that they 
they had a sort of preliminary, and not anonymous, but private communication with somebody from House Thrashk that said um, they're, they want to help, but if they helped right now, their impact, like their ability to help would be diminished because they're already getting shat on. <laughs> but if they could, um, you know, the way Stiv puts it is, if they could make House Orion look bad, which is the primary competitor to House Thrashk, because finding a path and going places are relatively competing, you know, like House Thrashk are often uh, wilderness guides, survivalists, um, you know, also like investigators and detectives and, and that sort of thing. And as was pointed out last time, bounty hunters and that type of thing. Uh, but they are not as prestigious as House Orient. And so Stiv explains, uh, maybe more in character now, she says, um, so our goal was to find out, find some way to um, uh, lower House Orion in status by, and, and therefore raise House Thrashk in, in, the best thing we came up with was if House Orion were to lose something important and House Thrash recover it and return it to them, then it would uh, be uh, a major feather in Thrash's cap if they were seen to visibly help House Orion and them needing their help. If that well, makes sense. It does. Sounds complicated. Yeah. But, you know, it's a thing. Do you, did your contact know of something House Orion had lost that they would need recovered? Well, we were able to think of something that if it were to go missing would be a big deal. And what would that be? Um, she looks to Gwar and, and he, uh, he sits up and uh, kind of sets out some things on the coffee table because he's obviously sort of a, a kinesthetic learner and is, is much more gestury than his sister is. Um, and he's, he's arranging some things and you, you realize he's sort of making a little train out of like the salt and pepper shaker and a book that was there. And he says, okay, so just a scale. <laughs> no, I'm sorry for the crudity of the model. I didn't have time to make it to scale. Uh, you're familiar with the lightning rail, I assume. And, mm -hmm. of course, all of you would be. Out of character, who, who doesn't know about the lightning rail? Should I explain a little bit? Maybe, maybe for our viewers. For the viewers. Yeah, for the yes. people at yes. home. Yes, for the people at home. Uh, so the lightning rail is a hover train, for lack of a better term. It's a like hover monorail. Um, that goes pretty fast, but not like bullet train speed, right? But it is hundreds of, you know, it's probably four or 500 miles an hour when it really gets going. It's on a like sparking track uh, railroad. I can't really share images in this format, but um, if you Google lightning rail Eberron, you will see all kinds of cool train pictures come up. They often... Well, they, they harvest a, um, a lightning elemental, or harness, sorry, they harness a lightning elemental and have them work on the train uh, for momentum, but they also provide power through um, an, uh, uh, 
an alchemist's hot stone. And so in the context of this, you know, sort of steam powered magical economy, a hot stone is really, it's, it's not like a complicated um, magical object, but you put it in water and it boils the water. And if you have a boiler that generates power, right? Like it, like, turns the cranks and does... I mean, it's basically like a nuclear reactor without nuclear material. Um, and the magic in the stones run out, and you got to get a new one or get it recharged or whatever with alchemist, with alchemy. Um, they're relatively expensive, but they're so niche that it's not like there's a huge market for them, right? Like, most people don't need a, a hot rock to, like, run their business or... Or whatever, like you're not going to be able to run a whole city on one, and you don't need one for your house. That's overkill. So, House Orion uses these in their trains, and it would be extremely embarrassing if one were to go missing. One because the, that train would halt and be visibly, you know, a, a visible disruption in service. Uh, it would look like uh, incompetence on the part of the train operators, and uh, it's something that uh, should be easier to get than like breaking into a vault or something. You know, it, it's, it should be somewhat more accessible. That's our loose plan. Um, I have two questions for you. Mm. Number one, how does this specifically help House Thrash look better? I understand how it may help House Orion look poorly, well, but I'm not seeing the, quite the logic for making Thrash look better over Orion. Yeah, Stiv cuts back in again and, and says, so in the... The simplest terms, um, which is grossly oversimplified, but our um, imagined process is uh, stone disappears, Orion is embarrassed, give the stone to Thrashk to investigate and find. Thrashk publicly returns the stone to House Orion, thereby solving a problem uh, and gaining status if uh, everything goes according to plan. Okay. That's a big if. I may have questions regarding that, but let me get to my second question. My second question is, do you want to start your commercial existence as a pawn between the houses? I I understand what you're asking. But I feel like it's not so much start as continue. They have reason to go against House, like to want to take House Orion down a peg. Yes, that would be satisfying. We're not interested in assassinating anyone or causing that type of problem. But if we could stick one to House Orion, we we have to make a deal with someone. There's There's... No way for us to leverage our, you know, like we have empty ships and the houses control everything. So 
we have to have a relationship with someone, and House the Rash has made at least a preliminary offer, and if we could meet with one of them and get someone to officially agree to this plan, they might sponsor our ship, they would sponsor our shipping lanes, and etc. You need a foot in the door. Indeed. Would, um... Would we be familiar enough with the various houses to know whether um, that house would even go for something like this? This is out of character. Um, Well, there's two parts of that. One is Stiv and Gore are claiming to have had an initial contact with House Thrashk that might be amenable to to something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And also... I mean, the d- depending on your personal prejudices, House of the Rash are monsters and criminals. Um, so it it f- for the average person to think like, oh, are they going to pull off a train heist? Like, yeah, that's probably something they would do. But then it would also be double insulting for them to return the thing to House Orion, being these you know very visible heroes. Like, don't worry, House Orion, we have saved you. Um, you know, uh, so, uh, your question was, do we think House Thrash would go for it? Um, I mean, if they had a way to knock Orion down a peg, like really any house would, (laughs) would like to take a shot at House Orion. They're a, they're a big deal. You want to make a god to beat. Right. And, and it, you know, if it, it, most of the houses are not interested in, you know, they're not like secretly mass murderers or, you know, anything like that. So if they could do something in a demonstrable way. Um, but I should also add, you know, Stiv says like, th- this is our preliminary plan. If w- we're open to ideas, I'm inclined to trust the four of you. We we have to get started somehow. And if we just don't trust anyone we meet here, it's going to take years to get anything going. And I want to kickstart our town. But it seems like you have years now. Well, at least some of you do, right? If you don't have death to worry about, your timeline is infinite. But the rest of our families aren't infinite. And our town. And our country. But it also seems like you're bending over backwards to try to get a foot in the door. Who knows what the next ask may be. Which is why it's important to set your negotiator... And then go to set your negotiations up front, which is what it sounds like they're trying to do, which makes sense to me. Yes. Not every deal is going to be ideal, but no, it makes sense. You have something that they need, which is an outsider's perspective. No one's going to suspect you. Right. Because they don't know anything about you. You have a grudge to settle, which also is like a icing on the cake and you yeah it sounds like the, the groundwork's all there you just need to actually meet with someone right and of, of course the the first question we asked when we were uh you know initiating these conversations was why wouldn't house the rash just steal a stone and return it on their own and, and make a big show but of course the risk of a house agent getting caught doing what we're willing to do would 
negate and then some, uh, you know, the the point of the effort. And so. your secondary motive, the grudge that you already have against House Orion, makes you the perfect denial culpability agents. Right. If we fail, House the Rash is not at risk. It's our own problem, which I think would make the deal uh, attractive to them. Even if you succeed, you can still fail. They could use you as the scapegoat and how they got the item. But they would just have a... It, they wouldn't accomplish very much. They they will also be rewarded by doing business with us. But they need that's, the incentive. Also, that's a actually, contract. Contracts are important. Yes. What What you stated about them benefiting... Again, I go back to, I think you're being used as pawns. I think that you're being used as, as someone that can be thrown away. Is there any other house, maybe in the middle tier or lower tier, that would just accept you for, for what you bring to the table economically um, to form that kind of long-term, that they, long-term partner that can, where the both of you can grow together? And, and and you would increase the stature of their house as you bring in more economic opportunities. Your uh, youngins make me feel old. No, there is no house that can look past their own internal bigotry. There just isn't. That People don't work sad. that way. I'm saddened by that. I am saddened by it too, but I've lived with it my whole life. So just out of character, Jason, like the economic standpoint, like, is this like a, um, I wouldn't say luxury, but is this like an easy access for them? Or is like, this is the only business they could possibly get? Uh, easy access for who? For our friends, Stephen Gore, like for their people, right? Like, is it something that like the only way they can be prosperous is they have to go through has house the rash or like oh well it's it's probably their best bet um if um so because house the rash is thought of as monsters that if they partner with zombies you know it's not going to be that big a hit to their reputation um versus any other house is gonna like it would be such a huge risk in you know uh risk versus reward um, and from, uh, Brian and Kara point of view, they have so much money that partnering with a smaller house is going to be nickel and dime compared to what they can potentially turn out. You know, they, they want to partner with someone big enough that they could do business with, but all of the houses that are big enough are not interested, you know, like the, it's, it's a sort of catch 22 that they're, they're stuck in. Or at least that's what what I should. I also want to state that as this is the in character perspective that you've received. I don't want to issue too much as this is what is absolutely this true. This is how but, it is. But yeah. There, you know, as far as like perspectives and social norms and things like that, that's the sort of overall thing. And I also want to be clear: I do not have a hard coded train heist in the game. And if you guys want to do something completely different, that's fine. 
Um, but that's the idea that, that Stiv and Guar have come with, and they are endeared to you for saving them, or at least jumping in the fight with them at, uh, at the tavern. Well, listen, kids, you know, if we do, if we help them out with this, <laughs> at least we know how the thing works and doesn't. True, we've already blown up the spoke. There's a saying where I come from. Better the field that you can grow into than the field that is too much for you to handle. And I think that applies here. I'm going to go get some breakfast. And I walk out of the room. I'm just saying. Is anybody a truck with bigots? Does anybody speak Ventus? What was he? What was he trying to say? Stiv also looks confused, and that's sort of an unusual expression for her. Guar looks like he hasn't bothered to try to understand what Ventus was saying, and is unbothered by not understanding it. I just think you're asserting your people into a precarious situation. I, so it's mostly Stiv doing the talking here. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you should understand we're not here on some rogue mission. Um, we have the, the bond of our emperor family and the promise that we made to the mayor of Brine. We're we're not rogues in this. We're we're here to affect, uh, you know, massive. I mean, it it would be a global shift. This is not a little thing we're trying to do, um, and we're not under any illusion about that. And I I don't know if I've been clear that you, any participation on your part would be grossly rewarded it that's a simple matter for us to arrange nix is chuckling to herself to to himself or themselves um about the the use of the word grossly cuz you know they're undead it's funny grossly rewarded they don't seem to get the joke <laughs> It, it also see is worth noting. Love... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pooja. No, I was just going to say, I do. You know what? Power struggles, like balance, shifting in power amongst the houses affords many another opportunity as well. And Moran does need to be taken down a peg or two. It. The houses need to realize that it's more than about their own petty differences and bigotries. I would also argue that they've that uh, their people have already been shoved into this by the actions of others. So, trying to shield them from a, a, an action that it seems they've been charged with doing. By their own people, I mean the West. 
we we can help them not get in trouble. Other members of our nation are looking into what it would take to accomplish the same goals militarily. None of us want that option. No, that's just messy. It is. We don't want the war to return. But we're cut off and limited by what we can access. And we're, we're going to succeed. So because like anyone, we won't simply let our families languish and suffer. Yeah. And we want to do this in within the system that exists because it's extremely profitable and we are business people. So I'm thinking, I think what I'm hearing is you can do this the easy way or you can do this the hard way. Um, yes, but I, I don't mean to mention that flippantly. I really mean none of us want that option. Uh, Only that we will not be permanently cut off from the world. That's no. an unacceptable outcome. I, yeah. And if we have... Never imagined it would be. If there is a last resort, then that is it. And none of us want that. This so. seems like a win-win. Well, I'll, I'll never turn down someone who needs my help. What say you all? I'll say yes, hesitantly. It seems that there are other options that could be weighed here. And it seems that those... Such as? There are other fields to tend to. And not just this one. Such as? Gives other names of houses that I don't know, that Alibas would know. I mean, the other houses have exactly the same problem with them that House Orion has, which is why they unceremoniously cut their contract. I know that you don't face, you don't see what other people see in terms of when people look at you and they assume you're some kind of freak. And that your family doesn't matter. Or that you are gross or weird so they don't have to do business with you anymore. But most people are like that. If Thrash is willing to be the exception, I'll stand by them for this anyway. I uh, I will support this. However, to Alabas's point of view, I do think that there may be other opportunities because my biggest concern is that once you start down a path of being a lackey for these this greater house politics, then I don't think they will ever look at you as equals. 
or of the standing that you deserve. So maybe there are options beyond doing things the way they have prescribed them for you and that we can raise House Thrashk without undermining House Orion. Now, don't get me wrong. House Orion is not perfect. Despite what the, some of the crushes of people in our group may think. That Gore leans forward. Was somebody injured? Uh, crush as I in... Did, it's not a crush. I simply respect them. Oh, you mean romantic entanglement? Yes, but there's... No, uh, no. A one-sided romantic that, entanglement. That, no, it it's is not one-sided. Is it, there's no romantic entanglement. I just think... Is that why we ended up at that ball? I mean, if it was anything less than romantic entanglement, I'm just going to be mad about it. I just... You don't understand, and it's fine. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to You don't to understand cry. what we have. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, only you have it. Yes. No one understands what we have. But... I do think that uh, that I I really strongly caution you that that there could be other alternatives, and I think that I am willing to help. I'm. We are open to other ideas. We just haven't been able to. I, I mean, we didn't just start thinking about this yesterday. We've had months to consider who can support the. Uh, volume of business we can deliver the smaller houses can't and um that's the position we're in hey jason outside of like just the the knowledge of the houses and and us living in sharn for the amount of time that we've lived in sharn mm-hmm. what what we know of house the rash obviously we know that they're looked down upon, they're slipping a little bit. Like, what's their biggest... What do they need the most? They. It sounds like they need a public win the most, right? But, I mean, why, aside from the whole monster aspect of things, are they getting shit? Is there anything oh, else? Or well, they- you're. I think you're underrating the whole monster house thing. That's... Like, the, the okay. war... The war that just ended was, like, most of this continent against Drome. Um, oh, And okay. they survived because a bunch of monstrous groups, and I'm, I'm just using that term as opposed to humanoid, um, mm-hmm. you know, like elves and dwarves and uh, humans. Um, but, um, you know, they, they sort of uh, joined forces under the banner of several witches. There are three witches who run Drome. And so that whole thing, you know, House the Rashk is not that is not beholden to the country of Jerome, but a lot of people see them as the same thing. And so um, that's that's where a lot like they are only as successful as they are because they are just aggressively good at what they do. You know, like you you have to get a guide. You you would get them, you know, like there's just no alternative and so they're they are the best at what they do so they need a really public win 
and they need to not necessarily conform to other people's um, ideals of what a humanoid race should be or anything like that, but they need to get some of that acceptance. Well, yeah, and the and the thing that they're you know just the the boiled down argument that they were making was if House the Rash can be the hero to House Orion, you know that is embarrassing to House Orion and uh, elevating to House the Rash. Again, that is their opinion and their point of view. I just want to make sure that I was outlining that. I'm, I don't want to state anything as solid fact because you all have to operate from what your character thinks. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. And again, like I think that, that where I'm struggling character-wise, not Rob-wise, mm-hmm. character-wise, sure. is, is you don't have to raise yourself up by knocking somebody else down. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a way to raise yourself up in and of itself. And I yeah. think that's, that's, where, that's where I'm trying to figure out, like, oh, okay, what can we do for House the Rash that will benefit House the Rash as opposed to what can we do against House Dorian that will benefit House the Rash? Yeah, uh, I, and that's totally, you know, that, that can be germane to the conversation. Um, they're just thinking, uh, okay, House the Rash plus one is one thing, but a plus one and a minus one is twice as good. And also, fuck you, House Ori. <laughs> you know, just because that's the um, the emotional place that they're in, um, and the you know, lifting House Thrashka should be uh, equivalent on its own merits. If the um, you know, if the playing field were in fact even, um, but uh, the the impression is that it might not be. Okay. Well, I think there's two ways to go about it. Is number one, we go with the Brine plan or the Corvair plan, however you choose to define it. Number two, maybe we do a little bit of research. Maybe we dig into something. Maybe we can see if there's something that House the Rashk hasn't done yet or hasn't done well in order to ingratiate themselves with the greater Sharn society that will elevate their stature locally and perhaps find that inroad. What it sounds like you're saying is that they haven't worked hard enough to convince the people who are prejudiced against them that they shouldn't be prejudiced against them. No. Therefore, not pulling themselves up enough by their bootstraps. That's I not, was literally right behind you with that. <laughs> that's not qu- quite the direction that I was going. But it, the burden... Honestly, my feeling on it is is that the burden to deal fairly falls upon everyone equally. And when one party decides to that that's no longer a thing that they want then it is not upon the other party to stretch that much further to attempt to accommodate I don't think we should do anything to accommodate House Orion at all but it's exactly what your other plan of, of is there something that 
House the Rash can do to set people's minds at ease, something they haven't attempted yet. No, what I'm saying is, is there's an entire society in Sharn that isn't just the houses. There's the popular support. And frankly, many of these people go in and out of their day, and they're only worried about house politics and the bullshit that happens between them as much as it affects their lives. Yes, and and I'm sorry, did you miss what we walked into yesterday? I was, I mean, I was deeply involved, but... I mean, it seems to have slipped your mind. No, I think but, that there are... It doesn't require any kind of um, action upon someone's part for someone to decide that they don't like your face. Whatever your face happens to be that day. You're, you're <laughs> talking to somebody who can't fit into most doorways. I understand this. However... As opposed to going about it from a militant perspective or from a from an aspect where you're forcibly removing something from somebody in order to build somebody up, I strongly don't believe that's the way we can do it. I do believe that if we get the populist favor, so for instance, starting with the dock workers and, and realizing the ways that they may not know that this is going on and that they're being cut out of potential money-making opportunities. The people down below don't don't know what is going on above them. And so, therefore, if we can get a lot of these people on Brian's side and on House the Rash's side, then everybody else will have to sit up and take notice. And it seems an easier way for House the Rash to make that deal with Brian's popular support. I think what Zay is trying to say is how. What I, I don't I don't think we're necessarily married to this plan, but let's. But if we're going to come up, if we're going to poo poo this plan, we have to come up with something else. You know, Agreed. we we can't just we can't just say no, we don't like that, and leave it at that. So no. agreed. I'm I'm perfectly I'm perfectly amenable to coming up with something else that doesn't embarrass my Corvi, but I think we need to. I think if we're going to do that, we need to to, to do it and not just talk about it. Okay, so my first thought is we can go down to the docks. We have a good relationship with everybody down here. Mm-hmm. We have a good relationship with all the stewards and. And, and the working class people. Yeah, we do. And we can we can almost. I'm not a huge fan of the Silver Flame, but how they went about gathering a lot of support was very intelligent and very well done. So let's take a page out of their playbook and start spreading the words of the benefit of Brian. The cash from Corvair. And utilize that's uh, Karazosh Cor- Corvair is Karazosh. the continent here. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The that's cash like- from Karazosh. <clears throat> and it actually you- works out better that way. Yeah, actually, yeah, it does. Ching ching. <coughs> um, 
and and utilize the people to tell our story in order to gain in order to gain the foothold that we need well my friends what do you think well what we need your help uh, but it, what it sounds like the options are um, are well let's say a train heist not to belittle how complicated and dangerous that is versus fun don't forget fun and fun versus uh, uh, affecting um, a sea change of uh the entire populace of the city to gradually increase the reputation, um, which seems like it would uh, it would take a very long time, which is not necessarily the worst thing, but. We would like to get things moving. It's been months since we've been able to bring imports for our families already. And it seems like if people wanted to like House Therashk, they could have by now. I mean, it's not like they are a newly formed house. Yeah, I, I mean, there there is kind of a joke there in that they're they're one of the youngest houses, but they're you know hundreds of years old. Um, so, but that's out of character. That's yeah. And we don't have the presence on the continent to establish a new house. If if that was a secondary thought, I I don't think we have the the wherewithal to do something like that. I mean, it takes more than just presents. It takes marks. Right. And the ability to not be wiped out or absorbed by the other houses before you even get your leg up. Well, absorbed is something I think that we could all agree would be an amenable outcome. No. I mean, you say that, except... You were the one who was no, asking don't. them whether they wanted to be a pawn to the houses, and getting absorbed would be that. That's that is not our intended outcome. We would like to have a business relationship with them, as many people do, and not be folded into the house, but simply have a business partner big enough to uh, create a profitable relationship with. That makes sense to me. I mean, I understand the desire to want to make a living and protect those you call your own without being owned by someone else. Even business-wise, if not person-wise. Mm -hmm. And uh, just for the official count, there are in fact 13 houses, uh, Dragonmark houses. 
And also for anyone um, just listening in, the notion of like the ranking and standings and whatever, this is um, largely established in the setting that we're building. It's not necessarily official canon or uh, anything like that. So that's just in case somebody's like going through the book, like, where does it say they're number three? Where what? does it say this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're just establishing that in our fiction. So um, just so you know. This is the story we're telling today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because we had also said um, House Lirandar, the House of Storms, is the other um, kind of that. That those three are probably the top three. Um, also, we can't tell a story about thirteen houses. So um. <laughs> what? Hmm. A box uh, on well, all thirteen of your houses. <laughs> right. Like, what are the economies like outside of Sharn? Like, why would Alibas think? that this is the only economy that they could try to get into. Um, well, the so the continent, um, everybody has that uh, world anvil map, right? Does anyone yeah. need that link again? I'll put it in the chat. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. So the, in this continent, um, even in the context of the post-war and everything else, the houses really, I mean... Everything is related to house business. They they control the economy. They control goods and services. You know there are independent operators within that. But anyone who wants to do a reasonably large business at some point has to do business with these. You know, like like in the real world, if you want to ship goods somewhere, you're gonna have to partner with FedEx or UPS. You know, like you you those are your options, and so. Like you could invent all your own trucks and planes and try to do all that, but it's just you know it's so impractical that uh, that this is not. They've already done it, so why right. make why don't reinvent the wheel? Right. So just, <laughs> I, but I mean, it would be almost impossible even if you wanted to and had the wherewithal. I mean, the folks from Karazosh, it seems like they probably could afford to like create a new economy. And, and do that, but it would cost so much to get that up and running that to just do business, to do business at their level, separate from the Dragonmark houses, is um, uh, a, a really difficult proposition. And also the time. I mean, how mm-hmm. long does it take to set up like a, a large competing business? You're talking years. Yeah. Where we have a, I mean, this this whole world is a uh, a big analog for you know ca- capitalist uh, competing societies, and so it's uh, it's like kind of baked into the setting of of what uh, he wanted to create here. I desperately want them to create TEDx. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying we could we could make that happen. Yes. They could be dead X. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what they want to be is shippers. You know, they that's. Uh, oh, they and Nix will get along real well. I was going, Nix wants to ship too. Oh, right. <laughs> I, sh- I, I ship them being shippers. Yeah. <laughs> I stand. I stand. I stand it. Oh, I actually uh, out of game. I actually hate that because I think of the Eminem song "Stand," which is 
highly disturbing and not what you want. Oh, I don't. Anyway, yeah, I, don't, I can't think of that song off the top of my head, but I trust you. We'll take it offline. Yeah, it's, that's fine. It's not great. <laughs> um, okay, so we have. Uh, that's. I think that's our long morning. Uh, yes, what, I'm hungry for lunch. Yeah, at this point. Um, what? Uh, I don't know if there was anything directly on the docket. Because you guys had just finished a, a gig, and you have some amount of money. We we did that before, right? Like, everybody rolled for their gold, and then... Did we roll for... I don't did remember rolling for starting. gold. Oh, oh we did starting, yeah. Okay. Equipment. So here's what I want to do. Oh, yeah, I have gold. No, how, but, like, how much? Uh, I have 140. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. What I was going to do is have you, you know, roll your starting gold and then double it because you're level four, and that's there's no way you rolled one forty for your starting gold. So, no. Um, Apparently, so I have four hundred. That's what we did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If you've got that much, then we we <laughs> definitely did a calculation. So, so that's just because I don't remember it. By the way, does not mean it didn't happen. Uh, it's it just the same for me. Remember. Yeah, I, no, my my memory is trash. So. Um, always feel free to call me on that, unless your name is Rob. Um, Damn it! Oh shit! I was going to say we're level six, life. right? What? We're level six, right? No. You said we were level six. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so the um, yeah, what what uh, where do we go from here? Uh, I think. We figure out how to get the... Are there, like, plans that we can... Uh, okay, so this is an, a, a stone that we're stealing, that we're thinking about stealing, right? Uh, well, yeah, if you want to do the train heist, getting the stone out of a lightning rail um, engine car uh, would be a pretty dramatic, uh, visible pie in the face to Orion. And and it's not like um like a nuclear reactor. Like if you take that out, it's gonna blow up and hurt people. Like it's just gonna like and stop working. <laughs> so um it it's not dangerous except there are probably there are certainly guards on the train and the you know like it is sort of inherently dangerous you're robbing someone but um that it depends on how you want to go about that. Well so the first I mean as a mastermind thief, <laughs> the first uh, uh, and and when 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 they say that, everybody's eyes just roll to the back of their head. Oh, that was an in character. Okay, fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As a mastermind thief, I know that the first thing one must do when one is planning a heist is to plan. So we need information. We need to know the schedule. We need to know how many guards. We need to know. You know what's what? Maybe which are the older trains that have less security that we can yank, skank it out, and we need to figure out how we're going to get off the train once we have the stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, uh, Stiv uh, sits forward and says, "Well, we have done some preliminary research, but again, you will have probably better context for this information than we would, and we're not." Uh, I, you know, this is just what we've been able to discover. But what it looks like, um, this it'll be super helpful if everyone has the map open. I will open the map. I also, uh, again, in the same voice, I look at, is it Stix? Stiv. 
Stu, and I say, are you aware of what we did last year? Uh, no, I, I'm not, but I, I would like to hear more about that. It sounds ominous, and I like it. Um, <laughs> oh, and would somebody mind dropping the World Anvil link into Twitch chat? I don't have that open right done now. Done and done. Thank you. Well, Rob's on it anyway, awesome. or was. It's five minutes ago. Awesome. Oh, I thought he was saying for you guys he was doing that. I, I meant for the viewers. Yeah, he did it for both of us. Oh, awesome. Apparently. Hooray. Eli did it for us. I did it for them. Ah. Delegation of tasks. Fantastic. Why do things once when you can do them twice for twice the price? <laughs> um, I got you, boo. So, uh, Sharn is all the way in the... the uh, bottom left corner. Um, there's a southwest. Yeah, <laughs> southwest corner. Thank you. Um, there's a, the Dagger River and the Hilt Crossway is like a, a fjord. Pining for the fjords. Um, Pining for the fjords. And uh, Sharn is there on the cliffs. Uh, for the most part, you know, we we know there's the dock that's all the way down at the water and is sinking a little bit. And then there's just these spires that, that go up from there, uh, you know, floating levels of the city and all kinds of stuff. So, um, Sharn, uh, where it is, is right next to... So those, um, like, thicker brown lines... Hold on. The Those lines are the lightning rail. So the, the line that goes from, like, First Tower to Zilspar. Right, that's ah. that's a lightning rail um, train line, nice. and um, so you know, Stiv rolls out a, a, a like a rough map of of what uh, you know of this region, and she says, "Okay, so uh, Zilspar is primarily a um, like." Uh, fishing and mining town, but it's it's like kind of a cute. A tourist place, right? Um, and the the train that goes through here is occasionally. Uh, well, I mean, many business people take the train from Sharn to Trollenport, but uh, traveling through Zilspar and Xanthus on the way are it, it's not as direct as taking an airship. So the the most prestigious business travels by airship, but this train is very effective. And sometimes the wealthy will have their own train car attached to the train, um, like you know, set it down and and like couple. Is there it. an ocelot on the car? I don't know. I don't know. What the oh, okay. Sorry. It's Archer. Oh right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you can um, you know the very wealthy who don't even want to pay for first class, they could just have their personal lightning rail car attached to the train and just ride around. Um, the uh, Howling Peaks loop is, you know, you could go all the way up to, you know, near Mist March, Mist Marsh, uh, you know, uh, through uh, Rote and uh, back down to Sharn. So, um <laughs> People will travel back and forth on this. Um, there, there is some like commute from Sharn to Trollenport. Um, Trollenport being the capital of Zilargo, um, and that is um, the uh, region there. The Shimmerwood Forest 
is um, all like uh, like evergreen kind of forest, right? Not not jungly. It's it's very much like cedar, redwood, you know, massive massive trees, but um, you know that that type of thing. Um, but anyway, Stiv lays out that you know somewhere along. So the the trip from First Tower to Zilspar is um, th- there's a lot of like you're still very close to Sharn and there's a lot of kind of there are lots of little towns and farms and and lots of things around that are maybe inconvenient to do something near, but from Zilspar to Xanthus is quite a bit more remote. And actually, a lot of people take this train sometimes just for fun because it's a really pretty ride. And so um, this whole, like that whole peninsula, or at least corner, I don't know if you call that a peninsula or not, but... Um, I mean, it's covered, but it's surrounded by water on three sides, so... Yeah, I, so it's sort of a fat peninsula. Um, hey, but, who you call it fat? Just this, joking. This peninsula. Peninsula shame. It's thick. It's, it's thick. Yeah. How about that? Mm. That's a better T-H-I-C. word. T-H-I-C. Yeah, I yeah. shouldn't use that word. Um, but she says, in the place where the, the S-H of Shimmerwood Forest is, she says, under there, there, there is a little-known maintenance platform that the train doesn't usually stop at. But we think it could be a place to access either on or off um, and it could be an inroad. Uh, like I said, we've been making these plans from remote and we need people who know the region and know this area better and know more about the trains. But w- the one thing we were able to find from uh, an interview uh, was this uh, little used maintenance platform uh, in that corner of the trip where... The train generally doesn't stop from Zilspar to Xanthus. It is just one long haul. But apparently, out on that cliff, there there is a, a platform to use of some kind. Hmm. That does seem quite promising. Uh, would it be helpful if the six of us maybe just took a ride? Very. Can we get lunch first? Yes. I, I mean, and we would be happy you get to... get lunch on the train. We'd be happy to pay for your accommodation, yeah, of course. Oh, I, well, you may not be familiar. The We, we have had an opportunity to uh, read about the first-class accommodations on the train, and apparently they're somewhat better than what's generally available on the train. Um, unless you're referring to the first-class food and it actually is bad, we we haven't been on the train yet. Oh, well, you should definitely be on it. So either way, if it's first class, if it's first class train food, it's probably good. Well, um, perhaps just to make this official, it's it seems like. Well, I'll use this term loosely, but it seems like we can trust you, and uh, I want to, so I'm going to for now. This is all Stiv talking. Gore's like, 
Yep, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not a not a deep thinker. Um. So she says, um, I, uh, I, I want to offer you something up front, at least for your consultation and your kindness. And um, maybe something like this could get us started. And she takes a, an emerald out of her, like, just jacket pocket. It's probably as, well, like a half dollar at the top. And then it's like a pointy, like that classic diamond cut. Right, but it's this just massive emerald, and she sets it on the low table and and just like does the little like spins it like a top, and um, she says, um, I think that's that should be worth four or five hundred gold, uh, maybe as a retainer for the four of you to, um, uh, you know, start business with us. Uh, with <laughs> yeah. Investigation. They used to have an appraisal skill. They don't have it anymore. <laughs> Investigation. Would I be able to roll that? Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you? Um, like trying to figure out how much it actually might be worth, uh, or if well, it's let's, real. Let's just do this. Let's roll your intelligence bonus plus your. Well, are are you trained in investigation? I am. Okay. Well, then that's the right number. So, um, you'll. Okay. Uh, so I rolled an eight, but I get a plus four, so it's 12. Okay. So yeah, a 12 is good enough to be like, yeah, she's in the right neighborhood, right? Um, she mm -hmm. hasn't grossly over or underestimated. It will depend a little bit on what you can negotiate with a jeweler. Mm -hmm. Paying with gems is always, you know, comes with a little bit of uh, squiffy, <laughs> you know. It depends on it depends on the dealer, because some of them are like, yes, please. And some of them are like, uh, where did you get this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that is, uh, it, it, but yes, her uh, sense, it, it just with a 12, I'm not going to give you an exact number, but it, she is in the right ballpark. It is between four and 500 gold. So she's offering you 100 gold each, basically, to, to get started. And they're going to pay for your first class accommodations on the train today. If you, I mean, or tomorrow or whenever you want to go. And this is this is just a retainer. This is not... Final no, no, no. It's like a thank you so far and, you know, sort of be our our guards and escort on the train because we don't know, like, is somebody going to get pissed off about Stiv on the train? And, you know, there's they don't want to travel with an army because that's going to look bad. <laughs> oh, they've got an army. Yeah, they do. We're ready to go. <laughs> I mean, you literally, they already. have a, They also have another army. Yeah. Well... That's we it. have another army? As the healer in the tank, guys, on the uh -oh. yeah. <laughs> But, um... Alibas kind of leans in and says, uh, I do not feel right taking this. Uh, we are friends, and I believe that what I do for you, I will want to do for you. And I feel you that... <laughs> I also feel that if this goes a certain way, I want the ability to walk away. Oh, I, I didn't mean for this to uh, bind you in any way. We we just want your escort on the train ride. Then I do not need any payment. Um, well, I, How about this, Alibas? Why don't we donate your portion to a charity of your choice? 
that is your decision on what happens with my portion, but I do this as somebody as I want to help out. I do this for somebody I want to help out. I absolutely want to help out. I'm just not going to turn down a hundred gold. I, um, Alabas, I hope I haven't offended you. That was not my intention. And I'm sorry that I have put you in this position. I, I won't offer you money in the future. And I'm sorry. You can offer me money all you like, honey. And I take the gem well, and I, I put it in my safe. I, I understand. I it, we're, it is always tricky doing business with one's friends, but I find one's friends still need to buy food at the end of the week. And um, she, and she has like kind of like a wry smile to herself about that because like she doesn't need to buy food at the end of the week. Right. But, <laughs> but like we have the means to help as well. And if you're helping us and that's kind and we want to help as well and you could put that money towards whatever you want. But again, I, you obviously know that and I, I will not insult you further. I apologize. I could see like a rewind between um, Ventus and Alibas, like on their travels to Sharn, that this probably has happened before, mm-hmm. where he's kind of like, oh, we should probably get paid for this. And he's like, nah, we just did it to be nice. Like that, that sort of <laughs> well, there's, thing. Like, like I, it's funny because always, I, I think I go, I, I go both ways, right? Depending on, on how much it is, right? Like I'm, I'm generally supportive of just helping people, especially people that can't afford the support or the help and just being generally good to people. Right. Um, but I also think that in extraordinary circumstances or if there's an opportunity to take finances from one spot and channel it to another spot where it's going to help more, like those are probably the conversations that I've had with you in the, well, hold on. They've got a big castle. Let's hold on to this so that the next farming village we go to, yeah, we can. And they've no, they've made no secret about their their just gross wealth. They're, you know, like it's actually frustrating for them that they don't have a way to like channel this into business. You know, like that's the whole point of them being here is like we need to do business with somebody who can afford us. Yeah, so. Um, so let's. Uh, I just had a like image of that seed and pretty woman. She's like, I've got all this money. Nobody <laughs> take you. I haven't seen that in ages. Um, yeah, that's that's been a, a minute for me too. Uh, so uh, I, yeah, I think just to, to plug back into the conversation. So Alabas has, has turned down the payment, but their their emerald you know, is still spinning on the table. Um, and it, it also spins long enough that you could tell like, Oh, she must've like put a precedentation or something on it. Cause it's like, wow, that's spinning you know a really inception? long time. Um, what would you say? Eli? Yeah. It's like the top of inception. It's like the end <laughs> yeah. of inception. Yeah, 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 yeah. inception. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, she obviously d- did a little bit of whammy on it to, you know, just to make it look cool. Cause it's also really pretty. It's like a, just gorgeous cut gem. Um, so hey, would, when she does that, when when we do realize that, oh hey, this is press digitation. 
like I just want to kind of glance at her really quickly. Like, does she come off as a big magic user? And if so, is there a way to figure out like what kind of magic? Um, do you want to do detect magic? Do you have that uh, spell? No, I don't know. I think I he's think. just trying to figure out what her class is. Let me mm-hmm. see. Yes, that that would be the the short answer. Um, spells. I am clicking on the spells. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to detect magic. That's dumb. Yeah, I mean, I don't usually fully stat out NPCs, so uh, I don't know how much of an answer to give you. <laughs> what is she, Jason? I, I mean, I could come up with something that fits if you want. No, I don't. I don't care. But I mean, just if I watch her in battle, she's or, a spy. Or I, <laughs> um, just it's one of those things that, like, I'm I'm curious. Like, I'm naturally curious. Sure. Um, I mean, people and stuff. with prestidigitation, she could be a bard, and that could be a cantrip. Like, yep. it, there's I a mean, lot prestidigitation of... is a cantrip, so yep. like, yeah, you could also could do it. There's a feat that you could take to get a first level spell and two cantrips and be any class. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean, literally yeah. anyone could be doing. Yeah. This. Oh, and, and just to revisit it, uh, you know, I had I mentioned early on um, in the world of Eberron. This is actually part of Eberron, not just my bullshit. Um, lots of people know a little bit of magic, right? It's like your average, you, you know, like um, what's her face that runs the tavern? Um, what did we call her? Um, oh, um, hold on, I have it, I have it. Penti, 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 Like she knows mending, right? And that's yeah. like she's always fixing stuff in the tavern, and that's like a common thing. And she's she never went to wizard school. She's not a sorcerer, but like. Your average person can, like, you can learn basic spells. You can go to, you know, like in business school, you're going to learn a couple basic spells uh, to get you through the day. Um, so somebody doing okay. prestidigitation, it's not going to tell you a whole lot about them. All right, that's fair. But detect magic would, because she definitely casts a spell. And uh, if anyone wants to do detect magic, then that's fine. Um, or you could also just say, hey, how'd you do that? Hey, why is it still spinning? Yeah, is that in character? Yeah. Yeah, she says, "Oh, I well, I I used prestidigitation. I, I think actually, so out of character, I'm thinking like I think people just call things what they are. Like I, I don't know why we would have to put a a big flowery right. I, I bent the forces of reality by blah blah blah. I think we just call things what they are. Um, so yeah, I that's that was just me ch- checking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she says, "I oh, I I use prestidigitation. I I hope that's not uh, a, a misstep." No, oh, you're fine. I just I'm just curious. Always curious. I I can't do any kind of magic whatsoever. So I'm always like, "Hey, how'd you do that?" Uh, it's it's one that I, uh, I I get a lot of use out of it. I I appreciate. Sure. It. It's um. It's very handy. Hmm. Lunch? Well. Lunch on the train. Ugh. Can we just get lunch and then go on a train? Uh, well, how about the four of you do whatever you need to do. We were going to go and buy some clothes and things um, because we tra- traveled light to get this far, but we're going to need to be able to make an impression. And um, we could... You know, give you the day and, and pick up afternoon to be on our way. 
It makes sense. Sounds good. Okay. Well, very good. We'll we'll meet you at the spoke after three. I cringe sure. a little bit, but <laughs> not. Yeah, we'll have to take the little train out to First Tower. Wait, what's it called? First Tower? No. But, oh, yeah, First Tower. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the, the junction to you know get your transfer. <laughs> hey, Jason, uh, a question came up in chat. I didn't think so, but I wasn't sure. But the lightning rails go through the Mornland on this map. Oh, yeah. Do they actually still operate through the Mornland? So in my setting, no. Uh, some people do okay. that differently. Um, but in, in my setting, the Mornlands are basically impassable. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know what's going on in there. Um, n- nobody has set up a, a reliable sort of back and forth through there. And so the path where you could just go from can run to gather hold, you, you have to go either all the way up through Karnath or um, get on a boat to Valinar and, and go around. Um, but the the way that I'm using that setting is the the Mornlands are, uh, you know, basically like n- nuclear bomb out. Uh, it's just too dangerous to even try unless you had some, unless you had like a... Um, Oh, we we've uh, discovered a way to protect yourself in the Mornlands, and it will probably work. Um, then you you might be willing to go out and test that and, and try it a little bit. Because also, I mean, the person who can brave the Mornlands and come back and th- that would be a hugely, I mean, you'd be a hero right? <laughs> to like uh, go in and, and come back with information about that would be epic. So, yeah, new plan. <laughs> we go to the Mornlands. Hey, I mean, if you were able to reopen the lightning rail through the Mornlands, the House Orion would owe you forever. <laughs> like, they would make you gentry. So according to this key, the orange line is the lightning rail, and the brown line is a road. Oh, well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> In case anyone wants to um actually us later. Oh, okay. Uh, there is a road and a lightning rail. <laughs> so there it is. Um, and the orange line is like the express lightning rail. <laughs> so there. Jason, don't follow no one's legend. <laughs> Do what Shoot. I want. Well, what's funny is, like, I've had conversations with Keith Baker before, and he's the first one to do the same thing. He's like, oh, I know, I know that's what it says in the book, but I'm going to do this. Like, it's nope, your book, it's, dude. <laughs> it's your game. You do what you want. Yeah. I just, because we, like, so helpfully linked everyone this map. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Totally fair question. Um, I just, it's such a high-res, gorgeous map i i don't know it who, is beautiful who built this uh the who the world anvil people are but i'm real glad they did it um because it's rad um so why don't we um we'll go ahead and take our break a little bit early and um come back so uh folks we're gonna just step away for five minutes and keep it as close to that as we can we're not real good at counting so it might not be exactly five minutes but we will um after these messages, be right back. There's no message, it's just the title. See you in yeah. a second.
Hello. Welcome. I guess welcome us back. You were always here, and now we're back. <laughs> we love you. We do. <laughs> Truth. Um, <laughs> yeah, whether you're watching live or later, we really appreciate it, actually. Just <laughs> a yep. moment of sincere uh, affection. This is really nice. Um, I mean, if we didn't have our viewers, we wouldn't have any reason to do all this. So yeah, <laughs> we really... yeah, like it's it's a, a little bit of a to do to get this thing going and, and be online for y'all, and y'all make it worth it because it's really sweet and nice to be able to do this for you. So yeah. anyway, uh, uh, let's kill some kobolds or something. Yeah, kobolds are people too. Kobolds. They are people actually, um, and I always get annoyed with those types of campaigns. Um, Okay, so the afternoon passes. It's time to go to the train. Um, if, if there's anything you want to let me know you're doing ahead of time, that's great. But I don't want you to feel like I'm, like I'm not going to come at you and go like, oh, you didn't tell me you brought all eight crossbow bolts, so you didn't. Like, that's, that's not how we do. Um, but also know that the train is going to ask you to, like, check weapons into a, a thing, and then they give it back to you when you get where you're going. That That's a thing that they ask you to do. Uh, so, especially in first class. So, that, that's just be aware. Um, but in general, if it's a thing that you have or would have access to, I, I'll just assume you have that, even though you're traveling. Um what about my my simple little aging dagger? Uh, no, that's that's not a thing. Because <laughs> it's not actually medieval times. This is uh, <laughs> a, extremely uh, civilized fantasy world. So is this is this dinner or tournament? I don't. Oh, right. As opposed to dinner <laughs> and <laughs> tournament, we're just gonna let that go and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, as far as this map, it, it goes, it looks like the big squares are about 500 miles across. So, uh, the, the scale is kind of shifted off to the side, but it looks like it's roughly 500 across. So, if we say... Oh, those squares. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the big, big square. Um, okay. so from Sharn... To Zilspar is, you know, 250 to 300 miles with some of the squiggles. Sure. Um, what was that? I just said sure. Oh, okay. Um, oh, like one. I was at 150. Yeah, I guess it's not really half a thing, is it? But anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, you were the one who brought up the scale. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. We could, that, that's why I wanted to do that. You cannot have a meaningful campaign without uh, uh, time records or you know distances and rations eaten. Um, that's a lie. <laughs> I don't actually think that that's a meme. Um, <laughs> okay, it's the, such a such a meme. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that one up because I haven't. Oh seen god, that. it's such a good one. Yeah, just look at meaningful time records. That's that's the oh. that's the kicker. Or meaningful campaign. Uh, so the. The hustle and bustle to get on the train is uh, extensive. However, you've you've been invited to go in through the first class uh, terminal, which is a very different experience. Um, 
Before we go in there, which of you have taken the train, the lightning rail, anywhere before? Uh, I mean, Nix, it's almost impossible that you've never taken the lightning. Yeah, rail. yeah. I feel like I feel like I definitely would have taken it at some point since you grew up here. Yeah, and and there are cheap tickets to take the lightning rail. It's not only for rich people. It's just there is a section that is only for rich people. <laughs> and it like is, in most things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's not like uh, this this thing that only a few people can use. You know that the house likes having its influence out there, and they, you know, definitely make that available. So, um, the times that you've taken it, you know, you did the whatever general admission. It's not standing room, but it's it's like getting on a train in Europe. You know, where you you've got a couple seats on each side, and you've got some some basic uh, food options and whatever. Plus, it's like here is your three dollar and fifty cent bag of chips. Yes, exactly. But they're magic chips, so it's okay. Um, but it's really um, not. the first class uh, experience is you know they they take your bags, um, they let you know where your cabins are, and you actually have like um, they're not big, but you know like the cabins they 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 had like six kids in in Harry Potter. Um, yeah. So you have like one of those each, right? So there's like a, a like a fold down thing. I mean, it's first class. It's not the luxury suites, but it, it is a first class. You know, it's a private room with a basin and a you know like you, it's it's to yourself. So um, I um, I'm gonna shift my appearance before we go out there to meet them to be um, more in line with of. Rich person, basically. Same. It's going to be like a, um, like shift my features to be more in line with half elf rather than just human. Okay. And I am going to change my top. My outfit is, is similar cut to like the silver I wore before, but it's, um, like a one shoulder version that'll no. show off part of my dragon mark. Okay, and I just want to be clear, that will be, unless you're going to tell them that you're someone else, that's going to tell Stiv and Guar your species. I'm just not going to say anything to them for, about this. It's just going to be like a, like, here is a, here is a person. And unless they um. ask... Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm actually not going to shift my my. I'm just going to change my clothes so they yep. look more upscale. Okay. Um, so I'm and if just they thinking, ask, I can cross that bridge. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. So the the four of you uh, meet up at the uh, uh, station and. Stiv and uh, uh, Gore are there. They're also both uh, dressed up much more nicely than they were before. Not necessarily like millionaire fancy, but not the sort of road clothes that they were in before. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they meet you, they sort of look around and then say, I, I, I think from their posture, they're maybe assuming this news A is like a employee or servant or something um but they look to the other three of you and they say is will will zay be joining us or i 
I just kind of look at Zay and raise an eyebrow. That's actually, well, really quickly, that's a good question. Pooja, is there anything that that you do or that each of your kind of forms has where, like, for instance, like, Alabas and I, who aren't changelings, we can still kind of identify it to you if you're walking up on us well, up the street? Or I mean, not completely- unless you can see my dragon mark. Because that doesn't change. And it doesn't change location. It doesn't change appearance from form to form. Okay, um, yeah. Also, I always have that ring on. So I have a ring of mind shielding. And that... Yeah, that's pretty distinctive, honestly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, cool. the other thing is, we probably should know whether the others know about your dragon mark at all. Because an aberrant dragon mark is a big, big deal. And a thing that other dragon mark houses would hunt you down for. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, thing. So maybe I'm not showing it off. <laughs> I, I mean, to, to random people around, they might not know that it's aberrant, right? If you could just see a piece of it, they'll just go like, oh, that's someone with a dragon mark. And that was my, that was my <laughs> intention, is to just show enough to be like, hey, I have a dragon mark. Mm-hmm. But not to show the whole thing so that people could tell what exactly, like, okay. to tell that it's aberrant. Yeah. Yeah, from this angle, like, oh, maybe it's Larendar, maybe it's the Orion, maybe it's it's that it's that curvy thing with the spiral and the I don't know, I can't tell. It's fine. Don't don't ask. It's rude to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it sounds like there is something that that your friends would be able to recognize you from. I think also we established in the beginning, in our fiction at least, that changelings sort of recognize each other. They have the um. The Miles Morales. Sense. Yeah, we have the Spidey. We have yeah. the, the Into the Spideyverse, you're like me sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, they might not you're know changing. exactly who you are. They just know you're a changeling. So um, so there's that. But but in my, like, my assumption here is that I changed at Nix's place before we left. Mm-hmm. So we all left together. Okay. Okay. So y'all cool. know it's me. Yep. But... That Stiv and Gore don't necessarily know it's me. Okay, so did you have maybe you talked with everyone ahead of time of what you would want them to say when a, a random person shows up? Yeah, I think we have like my um, my base is that like when I change parents, they're not they're not outing me as a changeling. Okay, but like wh- that would be my like I feel like our standard operating procedure. Because yeah. we have been together for that long, yeah, and they and, know that I'm not comfortable with that, right? And, but what I mean is, is what would be the backup plan? Because they're going to have to say something um, because um, you're on a covert mission with people who are, are you know, find it. Hard I'm to trust. an associate of Zay's. Uh, we work closely together often. A trusted associate. A trusted associate. Okay. We um, often work closely together, um, but. Not all the time. Okay, so say, um, uh, what what is this character's name? You are asking me to name things. How dare you? <laughs> well, yes. I, I don't think they could just introduce you as this person. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying because I'm bad at names that I wasn't thinking. Of. There is a name in, generator in roles. Yeah, there's the name generator in in roles. Oh, is there? A, that is new to me, so I'm going to use that. Yeah. So if you want to move on for a second, and sure. I'll figure out how to use that, and I'll get back to you. 
Yeah, uh, hashtag Gen Name, G E N space Name. Um, yeah. Hosumi. Okay, Hosumi. Hosumi. I mean, it's in the the chatty thing, so yeah, you can see it. But it's little it, where I can see oh, it this time. Oh, H O S O M I. Got it. Okay, Zay is Hosumi. Uh. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, you introduce this friend and they seem a little bit, um, you know, stand like they're not speaking as freely as they were before. They're just like, okay, a little weird that you brought this person instead of Zay. Th- this is unspoken, right? They're, they just look uncomfortable. Um, uh, Zay sends mm-hmm. their regrets, but other uh, business took them aside. Oh, I, I understand. I I'm, I'm, imagine they're very busy. And, and and also the default is Stiv does most of their talking. I, I think that's probably clear, but I just wanted to make sure that was, unless I say otherwise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Gore, Gore's not a big talker. Um, so he's a hugger. He is a hugger. Actually, he's very affectionate. Um, so the uh, the six of you uh, board the train. I assume, and you know, unless you wanted to, I don't know, start a brawl in the the first class lounge. <laughs> no, save that until after uh, after sure court time. Well, I, I am greeting absolutely everybody that I see. Like as we're going down to our little booth, or you know, I don't know what you would call it, seating area. Like I'm popping my head into the other ones, going like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know. Nice to see you. Where are you guys heading off to? Just kind of having that genial conversation. Yeah, um, Rob, can you do you have any more microphone volume? It's, you seem lower than before. I am moving my oh. microphone closer to my mouth. Much better. That's that's helpful. Thank you. Um, okay, so uh, the uh, the hustle and bustle of the first class lounge area is much less stressful than the rest of the sort of general train. Um, just, you know, you could picture whatever you imagine for the uh, airplane travel in real life is that this is the analog for that. And, um, you know, you're offered drinks before you even get on the train. Your bags are taken to your rooms. Uh, you know, every accommodation is made. And, uh, you know, somebody comes over to your, you know, your little group of six there's no like a big announcement made. Like somebody comes over and says, "We'll be leaving in thirty minutes, just so you know." So what you know, whenever you're ready, it's a, you know. And then that person goes and vi- like goes and visits each little group. That, that there's no but like big blaring announcements because that would be uncouth. Um, and uh, the uh, you know the train loads up and you know st- stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, <laughs> But um, is there like onboard entertainment? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the trip is only a few hours because uh, this thing's pretty fast. Yeah, but this is first class, baby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there better be like somebody singing in a slinky dress. Yes, yeah. The the, there's a, you know, there's a um, the magical equivalent of a piano that takes up a lot less space, but sounds nice. like a piano. Um, like a Westworld type situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and a singer, and you know, there's like a lounge that that you could go sit in that's adjacent to the the first class sleeper car. Um, the you probably won't really have time to go to sleep. Um, 
because so Zilspar, let's say if that's 150, so let's say it's like 50 miles an hour, which is you know pretty fast to be flying along on a train. Um, I guess that's not that fast, is it? No, 100 no. miles an hour for a train? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's let's Lightning say rail more like electrical shock rail. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's say it's like an hour to Zilspar, and then you know a few hours all the way to Trollin Park. So, um, for reference, like the Shinkansen travels 150 to 200 miles per hour. Oh, okay. So that's very fast. Um, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about it, but we're, we're in that realm. Let's say hundred miles an hour. Cause that's extremely fast. Nothing else in the world travels that fast. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the train, like, sparks up all the you know sort of lightning you know if you've looked up any of the drawings around this it's uh uh you know it lifts up off of the these these little plates spaced uh, evenly and it you know slowly picks up speed and and takes off down the tracks and before long you have a, a great view uh out over the coast the train makes a brief stop in zilspar um is there anything you want to be doing aside from just kind of enjoying the train ride? Yeah. Uh, is there like a bartender or somebody that like it hangs out in the first class car that's um that's like a servant, like a you yeah, know there, somebody? There is a bartender. A, a, everything's free in this car. They don't they don't exchange money for the drinks, sure. but uh, no. there is somebody there serving drinks. Um, so I'd be. Sitting at the bar, chatting them up, trying to be like, hey, so um, how often is this straight? You know, like gathering information about the circuit and the guards and everything. Well, just just to double check. So the um, the bartender on this train is a Warforged person. And um, some people don't treat Warforged like people. So I just want to check in how, how Nyx is with that. Uh, Nyx treats everybody like people. If they speak, they're people. Okay. Um, so yeah, this, this Warforge is more than happy to have a conversation with you. And honestly, it seems like they haven't had much of a conversation in, with folks in this car in a long time. Um, and, uh, they're more than willing to chit chat about how the train operates. Um, so what, what was it you were asking? Um, basic, uh, like how often the guards pass through first class. Um, oh, yeah. They, uh, they, they make the a security... big note about how safe this is. This is the, one of the safest ways to travel. The guards come in and out every hour. Uh, they're always on the move. There's always somebody nearby. Even if you can't see them, they're they're nearby. You have no need to worry. Um, he's, this I... Warforged has a little bit of um, like the tenor of C-3PO, but not as robotic, right? So it okay. has the... This is like a little bit higher pitch, um, but is a much when more full traditions. Yeah, but but more natural speaking pattern than C three PO. And I'm also trying to like just casually work in like, yeah, you know, I was really concerned when I heard about the spoke getting broken last year. Do you guys have any new security measures? You know, for like if something were to happen during a oh. during a trip. Oh no, there's nothing to worry about there. That was entirely the work of some miscreants in the city, and we uh, are somewhat separated from that here on on our routes. Uh, we we don't have to um, get too deep into the city politics, as it were. Uh, 
It's it's why the train only goes through. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess we said that's all lightning rail, but you know the the first tower junction is. Um, it's it's a much nicer place to take the train than uh, having to get directly on at the spoke, <laughs> as as you're aware. And then I drop it. Uh, I drop it so he doesn't get suspicious. <laughs> okay. That. Cool. Uh, Ventus, you look like you had uh, butt face. No, that's just the way my face. Oh, looks, Jason. Thank okay. You. <laughs> um, but I did have ideas. Oh, um, that's what that look was. Yes, yes. I know huh. it's confusing. It's a new. Um, I do. I want to walk up and down the whole area through the lounge and see if see where we can make our way towards, or see if I can make my way towards like the engineering area, or you know, and just constantly engaging everybody I kind of pass with like a little bit of conversation, mm. whether they be soldiers or some of the idle rich that are mm-hmm. here some of the business people that look like they're going from one place to another and just trying to glean, you know, much the same way that Nick's was glean information, mm-hmm. um, not only about the train itself, but, but now that I'm in this, in this world, quote unquote of house politics, I want to understand it a little bit more and I'm not delving too deep in order to get like into an esoteric conversation about, you know, house hierarchy, but just, mm-hmm kind of the feelings on the feelings from this group of people whether they be staff consumers soldiers etc so there's two bits of information two levels of information i'm looking for um let's start with an investigation role all righty we're gonna try this out uh and so I got a 16 plus 3 is a 19. That's terrific. Um, So uh, one of the first things you notice is that there are um, individuals and more noticeably, you know, pairs and maybe trios at most of people traveling with um, icons or pins, you know, like brooches or something of of the, the dragon mark for houses that they represent. That where they are not personally dragon marked, but they're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a high ranking member of, um, and um, that is just really common. You've seen half a dozen houses represented in the train um, in your your walk through a couple of cars, and they are of course sitting by themselves or like these two people and these two people from different houses are having a very tense, very polite conversation across the table from each other and maybe playing cards, um, you know, because they're being extremely polite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> you have one rule is not to start an inner house war on the train. <laughs> yeah. And, and in a lot of respects, the houses are as a substantial as the, the country, you know, as the nation states. So um, they're not separate and they're not their own nations. And like several houses claim Breland as their home country, but uh, it, it's a whole other level of allegiance, right? There's like your national allegiance. And then there's also, you know, are you Coke or are you Pepsi? So. Okay. Yeah. What? You don't like Pepsi? Coke, Pepsi. Oh, I like Pepsi. I prefer Coke. 
and it doesn't. You are happen. wrong. You are wrong. Pepsi is disgusting. <laughs> Moving on. Moving um, on. What was the other thing you were asking, Rob? Um, all like just about. I just wanted to get a lay of the land as far as where engineering is, where the hot stone might be. Um, there's certain times that I think if I get close to that, I'm going to play a little bit more rural villager mm -hmm. and get people to explain to me how it all works. Sure. Um, when you get towards the closer to engineering, there is uh, an employee of the train who is an Azamar um, who, who, I mean, they're, they're fairly obvious in that they're sort of half human or they're half celestial and half, you know, a, a mortal, uh, uh, species. Like it doesn't have to be human. They could be a celestial half orc. They could be a celestial dwarf, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, so you, you have what looks like a human Asimar, um, person working on the train and they, they're honestly, they're a lot, right? They're like, their eyes are glowing yellow light and, um, and they just, they're gorgeously beautiful and they're like tucked into a, you know, conductor's uniform and, you know, sort of standing there and doing their job of be, being a half angel working on this train. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you get there, they, they speak, um, uh, and actually, they start speaking in Loxodon slowly to see if that's okay to to speak to you that way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Greetings. Uh, I can only assume, and I'm, I, I'm very much hoping this is the case, it seems like you would like a tour of the engine. And if I could oblige you in that, it would very much be my pleasure to uh, take you and your children on a walkthrough um, that I know it's always the, the it's sometimes it's hard to ask, but the, the children cannot be denied. And we would be more than happy to um, give you a tour of the engine room. I, I tilt my head slightly to the side and go, children? Oh. I apologize. I've misread the situation. Uh, I'm going to... Can I conveniently walk up at that point? Yeah, unless you were trying to avoid her, Ventus. Uh, Them. Oh. No? Okay. Then, yeah, you you were shadowing v Ventus. There's a lot of shadow there, so it's okay. <laughs> so much shadow. Um, and... I don't speak Luxodon. I'm just going Not to with look. that attitude. I mean, you know, what do you Anyone's, do? Any language can be Luxodon if, you're, if you try hard enough. If you believe. <laughs> just speak really loud and slowly. And, and slowly. <laughs> but usually you stop to be speaking really loud and slowly in a language you understand. Yeah, well, okay. But um, I am just going to look very pointedly. And you said the conductor is, is she, correct? Um, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't, but now she is. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to look very pointedly, like slightly raised eyebrows and look back at Ventus. That's, we're, 
We're not related. I, I don't know what to say. I apologize if what I said was offensive. No. Con- confusing to me? What, so we all look the same to you? Well, now but, you're not there. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just being pipe, funny. Pipe down, peanut gallery. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> what you said was confusing to me, but it's merely the tenth time that I've been confused today, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, okay. M- most people who come up to me are asking for a tour of the engine room, and most of the time it, their children would like to see the engine room, and I uh, just assumed. I'm sorry. Um, so are they going to give me the tour or not? Uh, if the two of you would like a tour, I'm more than happy to. Oh, yes, good. please. <laughs> okay. Yes. And when, like, is she still speaking in Luxedon? Uh, Well, no, you spoke in common, right? Yeah, but I only spoke to Ventus. Yeah, yeah, but I think she switched to common at that point to okay. like if you're and speaking I'm to say, him, like, he speaks common, and you know that's her sort of assumption at that point. So um, okay, and I'm gonna give like the brightest, dazzlingliest smile I can, and kind of like do that little like excited clap of my hands. Mm. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, so the um, the two of you are ushered into. Um, the, the, there's like, um, kind of a, a hallway where you can now in this part of the train, you can hear a lot more of the mechanical stuff and like the, the sparking, you know, background staticky sound of the, the lightning covering the front of the train. Um, it's not like lightning bolts and thunder rolling, right? But it is that, 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 that sort of, uh, electrical transformer noise. Um, like a it, Tesla coil. Yeah, yeah, like that. Um, and you can hear all of that machinery that's clearly been sound dampened to the the rest of the first class car. Um, so, um, you know, you get there and there's, there's all this very impressive looking machinery going. And they actually have a little section. It's on purpose, right? They have made an area where you can go up and kind of stand above where the engineers are working. And uh, they have a, you know, like a control panel that has, you know, uh, levers and dials and, and things like that. And, um, you know, behind you is the kind of working engine, you know, where you, you know there's a there's steam coming out of it, go, going up through the lightning and, you know, all this stuff. So, um, you know, it's a combination of a lightning elemental and the steam engine working. Um, and... The person that you're with is has this whole spiel about how the train operates and how everyone here um, works very hard. And you can tell they keep stumbling over this language that is clearly chosen for children. You know, like they're 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 doing the Jungle Cruise, right? <laughs> of like this is I'm supposed to be entertaining children, and that's no longer a funny joke if you're a grown up with like. <laughs> So I laugh at all of those jokes. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Um, are you? Is it a genuine laugh or is it a fake laugh? Oh no, it's genuine. Okay. Can you roll persuasion I, for me, please? 
Sure. Um, also, I'd like you to roll persuasion, Zay. Okay. Or performance, if you choose. Uh, persuasion is better for me, so I'm going to choose that. Yep. Fuck. So, and I'm and just living for your NPCs, Jason. Like, your NPCs awkwardly being like, I'm sorry Hold if on. I offended. Wait. My earbuds fell out, and I didn't hear the last five seconds. All uh, right. What happened? I was just saying that I am living for your awkward NPCs being like, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. It's just, it's very funny to me. <laughs> I got a 16. Okay, that's, that's very That's the good. 11 that I rolled plus five on my persuasion. Cool. I got a seven, but mm-hmm. I swear I was being genuine. Like, my intent was to be genuine. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's fine. But sometimes when you're being genuine, people don't always, like, get you the way you mean to be got. Um, that's the basis of our friendship, Jason. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Get huh? it? Get it? Uh, okay, so we, we have that scene that is going as it is. Let's check in with Alabas. What are you up to? I would think that he would be kind of doing the same thing as Ventus, just walking around talking to people on the train, mm-hmm. but he really doesn't have an aim in the conversation, just kind of getting a feel of what the people uh, think about just kind of like the area. Looking at the map, like I don't think he's really been in this part of the world, so I think he would also be um, curious about like the the forest that they're going through mm-hmm. as something that would take his attention. And then if worse comes to worse, if there's no jams, then he'll bring out his loot. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's there's music in the lounge car, and it seems like in the other car that's just everybody's sitting and talking, and there isn't really, like, a music vibe. You could bust out your loot and start playing, but it, it would be a little weird for a first-class passenger to just, like, bust out a guitar and start playing for everyone. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, as you. Yes. I know. Me. Like, who's going to start that train, Jason? <laughs> Alibos. Okay. <laughs> uh, so are you you just playing your loot in the passenger cabin? Yeah, why not? Okay, I'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> Nix. Uh, yes. What are you up to? Um, I am, I'm getting to know the Warforged, and I'm like, hey, if you drink, does it do anything for you? Oh, no, I, I don't, um, I can't really interface with the food or drink. Oh, is there anything that can, like, like, that can get you, that can make you feel more social and, oh, I, no? I just enjoy being around people. Cool. Great. Great. I was going to offer to buy you a drink because it's customary with, uh, uh, what what, what, what word did we say for not human, but like humanoid? Oh, I mean, humanoid is, it's customary for humanoid bartenders, but, uh, you know, I don't want to, Oh, there's, there's no need. In fact, we don't even have, uh, what, like I, I cannot accept tips of any kind. That's not uh, the the train takes care of us. We're we're very well taken care of here. And uh, thank you. That's that's not necessary. I oh, okay. That. Well, I'm glad to hear you're taken care of. Um, yeah. So, uh, what what would happen? Like, what would happen on the train if 
like it broke down or something. What 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 would happen then? Well, that's that's very hard to imagine. I don't think a train has broken down in eleven hundred years. That's a long time. Yeah. The, of, of its own, of course, the trains were involved in the war effort and the, the, the uh, malfunction for many reasons, but but just breaking down on their own is almost unfathomable. I'm not sure how that would work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think uh, while you're sitting there, Stiv and Guar join you. Um, right. And I, I meant to say this before, um, Stiv, for this trip, has adopted a, a bit of a, a hood and uh, mouth covering. Um, not, not really like a hijab or, or anything like, like It's not a specific thing like that, but it is a, a hood and face covering of some kind. Is it, that, it? Does it obscure and make her less clockable as undead, or does it more yes. just... Okay. Yeah, because that like she has that big stitched up scar on her cheek, and like it's it's really obvious that that's not healing up. You know, it's like a like a Frankenstein stitch, right? Sort right, of thing. right, right. And so um, covering that is just going to be less hassle. And so her lavender skin from just here is can be passed off as a lot of things, and you know, and she's also not the only person in a hood or even a full covering. Like, um, shoot, what was I thinking of the, there's a whole other thing that's not, it's like a whole like hood thing, but anyway, yeah, there's, there's lots of people in lots of different types of clothes and you wouldn't be in these like four cars if you weren't first class. So it's the sort of thing where people just don't ask and you, you know, you, you got this far, you must've paid enough to be here. And you were checked for weapons, so it's it is what it is. So when they when Sticks and I forget her Stiv and her brother, I forget her brother's name. Gore. Gore. Um, when Stiv and Gore walk up, I I say, "Oh, hey, you gotta meet my new friend." Um, oh, your face. Uh, <laughs> my name is Rose. Rose. Hello. It's nice to meet you. And um, they, very different from Gearface. <laughs> Listen, you go to war with the NPC names that come up to you, <laughs> not the NPC names you want. <laughs> um, and so they sit down. Guar uh, orders a um, a beer, which is a little bit of a trick at first until Rose figures out like. They don't have just regular, like, shitty beer here. You know, they have, like, uh-huh. lagers and IP, you know, like, blah, 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 blah. That, that, it's too fancy for that. So he finally figures out how to get what he wants. And um, uh, Stiv orders, um, uh, uh, what's it called? There's, a, uh, like, a tiefling fire whiskey that is meant for half infernals because they have resistance to fire. And, like... <laughs> Regular humanoids can drink it and not die, but they will have deep regrets. <laughs> um, and so somebody seeing her order that would almost certainly just assume she's a tiefling under there. Um, okay. And tieflings also often travel hooded because they get so much bullshit for their, you know. Um, Our demon. Yeah. 
big air quotes around demon there. Um, yeah. but that's the, that's what people think about them. So, you know, prejudice is bullshit. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, so, so I'm just, I'm just being the bar fly and like trying to be the cruise director and the social, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, this is this person. Hey, and, and, and trying to gather information, but also kind of enjoying my trip in first class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think there's, there's plenty of friendly back and forth. Um, most people come up and, um, actually I'm going to say in the, you know, couple hours that you're sitting at the bar, if you even stay that long, every, yeah. every single person that comes up to the bar, Rose recognizes and pours their drink before they even ask for it. So Rose of the like eight or 10 people who come up to the bar and are like, can I, and Rose is like, oh yeah, of course. And they, she knows what they want. And also you discover Rose uses she, her pronouns. Um, and, um, the, no, nobody tries to tip her. And I think that's, that's probably a worthwhile observation in that interaction and that, uh, that's the thing that everybody knows the rules. It seemed so. I, I actually asked the question. So, are these guys? Are they regulars, or are you just really good at knowing what people want to drink? Oh, I I've met all of them before. Uh, it's, uh, it's rare to see new faces, and it's been lovely to make your acquaintance. Well, thank you. Uh, let me cut back to Alabas real quick. Um, so you get out your loot. Um, what kind of song are you going to bust out? More of a medley, no singing. Okay. No singing? No singing. Uh, Okay. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's make a performance check. Cause why not? Cause why not? (laughs) I'm just trying to imagine. Well, one, I'm trying to imagine being in first class on an airplane. That sounds rad. Um, I got bumped up one time and now it's all I want. (laughs) Honestly, international is the only like worthwhile first class. Well, sure, and and it was on an international. It was like coming back from London. It nice, was the best day of my life. It's literally like the best experience. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've tried to imagine somebody getting up from their seat and playing guitar in that social <laughs> situation. Um, I got so a sixteen. Good. A sixteen is very good. Um, that's with your performance bonus and everything? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I'll tell you what would happen is that the the, cus- the regulars would be like, oh, he's very good. Oh. <laughs> like, they'd be really cute about it. Yeah, no, it's that they think you work here. That's <laughs> that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's like, oh, sure. they, they brought in some entertainment. This is... Usually it's just in the lounge car. This is so nice. And you could hear people sort of talking to each other like, well, it's about time they brought some music in here. I mean, really, how much was that to ask? Um, And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the the general tenor until, you know, probably 20, 30 minutes in, a conductor comes by and says, "Uh, sir, I need you to put that away or and or go sit down i you can't just stand here and play the lute i'm sorry uh, but everybody seems to be enjoying it it's uh oh, normally in a we've had complaints sir kind of looks around to the room like kind of like 
have kind of like no defeated a little bit. No, that, yeah. Now that they know you don't work here, it's the whole temperature of the room has changed. <laughs> I mean, Sasha, she 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 loved it. She told me like six or seven times. Uh, Sasha's not looking at you, bro. Sir, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not sure who that is, um, but I'm sure she doesn't work here or know the train's policies about busking and uh, we will have to ask you to please put away your instrument. He kind of has like like a defeated look like I thought this was going super well and then just kind of I mean they said that they enjoyed it and didn't know why this wasn't here earlier. It's kind of weird that you would just stop me. Sir, are we going to have a problem? We're, we're not going to have a problem, but this is kind of sad for me. Uh, I'm sorry to have uh, upset you, but I need you to put that away now, please. <laughs> My secondhand embarrassment is so strong right now. <laughs> <laughs> He has a look on his face like he's getting it, but he's not really getting it because he could see the people were vibing. Mm-hmm. So like he was just like totally just like, huh. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like sulks out. Um, well, here's it. So you, you, when you like make like you're going to pack up the mm-hmm. the conductor doesn't like stand there and stare at you to do it because it's like it, he sort of socially is obliged to go like, okay, you've said you're going to, you're starting to put that away. I should walk away, you know, and just assume that you're going to put it away. And so as you're kind of, you know, putting the case back and everything, um, an older human guy, uh, kind of salt and pepper, gray hair and a a pointy goatee um, comes by and puts uh, three gold into your case before you can close it. Which is actually way more money than you would give a busker on the street. But he's like, "There, there, fella, don't don't worry about. It. You did a great job. That was that was good playing. You, Aww. you, you take care." Oh, <laughs> it's like these are the smallest bills I had on me at yeah. the time. <laughs> I I stand that little old man. That's amazing. Well, I mean, he's like fifty. I don't know if that's old, but. Oh, ancient! Well, isn't next like eighty six? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, Claire stands him. Next is not there. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I learned what busking was. That was one that I had to look up. Thanks. Really? Really? Yeah, I don't. Okay. It's. I know people that do it. That's a new word. But oh, okay. yeah, it's it's. Jason, would you like to give the definition? Oh, uh, it's just you know playing music on the corner for money. Uh, essentially, I mean that's that's the short version. I'm sure there's a, a more elaborate definition of the word, but buskers are the the folks who play money on the sidewalk or play play music for money on the sidewalk. And they typically don't have a contract. Um, right. They're right. not like hired. Although in Austin, the live music capital of the world, um, they have specific rules about when and where you can busk and you have to have a permit. It's all crazy. Yeah, a lot of big cities have that. Um, so today's today's <laughs> session was brought to you by <laughs> the word busking. <laughs> you got straight busked. 
So, Ventus, can you distract this? What am I giving Carol for cute? Person, oh. so I can talk to the primordial. You need pasta. Sure. Force here that's running this train. Yeah. So, um, since sorry, I, I didn't hear what you were saying, Pooja. Oh, I was like doing a little, like, hey, you want to distract the conductor oh. so I can see if I can talk to the lightning elemental. Oh. Okay. Because I actually do speak primordial, so I can talk to the elementals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what movie was it? And it was a little kid, and he was going on a tour of, I don't know, like a business or something like that. And he was asking what every little thing was, and getting the person to explain it. And at one point, like he walks by something mundane, he's like, "What's that?" He's like, "It's." fire extinguisher oh what's that over there right you know like that's kind of the attitude that i'm gonna take number one i legitimately am interested in all of this stuff Mm -hmm. to minute detail i know that usually social proclivities won't allow me to go down to that level however i have been given a gift and that gift is to keep this person engaged. So I view this as a win-win scenario. Okay. So uh, I'm going to ask about everything. Okay. Um, so, Rob, I'm going to need... It's your choice, either deception or performance. Because I know you are somewhat genuinely interested, but you are going above your genuine interest. So deception is appropriate if you want to. Uh, no, because they're both the same, and I'm not inherently deceptive. Okay. So I'm going to roll performance, and my performance is a plus three, and I rolled a nine. And so math dictates that that would be a 12. Uh-huh. Yeah, 12 is not terrible. Um, I mean, most basic uh, DCs are 10 or 12, you know, so that's that's the thing. It's not terrible for you. I feel a little less right now. Okay. I'm just that out there. I mean, your average roll for that would be 13, so... So it's below average. <laughs> it's, it's 5% down, yes. Um, uh, okay. So, um, th- yes, but your, your conversation proceeds and the, uh, the Azamar is, um, giving you extensive explanations and it's actually sort of shifting gears and engaging with the fact that she gets to talk to an adult, <laughs> you know? Um, so that part's nice and, um, that's, yeah, so that's happening. Uh... Zay, why don't you... Hmm. (laughs) Uh, How do we get the elemental's attention? Hey. Hey. (laughs) You. Hey. Um, uh, Well, what is it you want to do? Let's start with that. Well, I would like to to have a conversation with this lightning elemental and see how their condition, their working conditions are. Mm-hmm. So you're in, you know, kind of a small space with um, Ventus and the conductor. 
Um, there's room where you could walk off a little bit on your own. You can't really disappear or the conductor's going to be like, wait, what the, you know. There was a second person here. Yeah. Um, but you could drift off a little bit and, you know, try to have a conversation. Um, Hmm. Hmm. Okay, let's do this. Um, Let's make an arcana check at disadvantage. Okay. Um, Did you grab the disadvantage code? I did. Rolls? Okay. And I now have it as a little... That's 12 plus 2 is 14. Okay. Um, Yeah, 14 is pretty good. You... um, you manage to get this thing's attention, and it um, also picks up on the fact that you're trying to be quiet, and you you get the sense that this thing is loud, like it is it is made of crackling static, and you know the entire opposite of subtlety, right? <laughs> it's um, wind, air elementals whisper, you know, um, uh, uh, water elementals can burble if they want to. Um, but uh, lightning elementals crash. Thunder, <laughs> if you will? No, that's a different <laughs> element. Lightning is a different is element it? than thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lightning causes thunder. Thunder is the sonic boom of the air compression. Thunder? But in any case, lightning, the crackling of electricity is not yes. quiet. Um, but this thing, um, sort of establishes a telepathic connection to speak in your mind. Uh, no, we don't want that. I mean, he, they can't because that was the point of me having the, um, Oh, right, right. So the ring of mind shielding, right. I am immune to magic that allows other creatures to read my thoughts, determine whether I'm a lying alignment creature type. Creatures, well, they can telepathically communicate with me if I allow it. Right. Okay. So if I can sense that that's what they're trying to yes. do, I could allow it. Yeah. They, they, yes. Okay. So do you? I do. Okay. Because that will be the easiest way. They can be louder in my brain. Yeah. All right. So you have this, this very staticky presence in your mind. You can feel your hair starting to stand up. Uh, what does your hair look like in this form? I've got it um, back in, uh, like, let's say six braids braided into two braids. Okay. So you could feel any of the little wispy flyaway bits are just like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, all the way down the braid itself to anything that's loose that can stick out is uh, in All the hairs on my arms are starting to let go. Yeah. but it uh, it says in your mind, um, this is interesting. Have we met? Not personally. However, I, uh, you know, just wanted to... I have associates, and, and I like to think friends, who believe that things could be better. Are you a thief? No. That's all it says to you. How do they treat you here? 
they meet their bargains. I wouldn't work if they didn't. But are they satisfactory bargains? I wouldn't work if they weren't. Well. I have bound them to my service. (laughs) Good. I am glad to hear of that. That you have come out the victor in your negotiations. And if you don't mind me asking, how long is your contract? Until I cancel it. Hmm. And what are the terms? Hmm. I must see your symbol of Orion. I have agreed to make these terms private. Understood. I'm glad that you hold to your end of the agreement. And it was my pleasure to speak with you about it. I don't recognize your mark. It's not Not Orion's mark. I... I'm not with House Orion. But I am contracted to find out what the terms are. And I have a personal interest in making sure that elementals are treated as they deserve to be treated. Like royalty. Exactly. They understand that this is my domain and I am in charge. Emphasis on charge. (laughs) (laughs) I... I am glad that that is what you believe. That you believe that that is what they believe. It is the case. This is enough for now. And then you feel that connection break. Okay. Um, Can you roll insight at disadvantage for me, please? Sure. Hey, that would have been the same either way. It's a 10. Okay, that's that doesn't meet the DC for what I wanted there. But uh, <laughs> my, my wisdom is no good. Yeah, but you did get doubles, so you can take a thread if you yes. want. <laughs> Are those both nines? Is that what that says? Yeah. yeah. I, rolled, I rolled the advantage disadvantage. And they were both died. So. Yeah. Um, my my best disadvantage story was getting a seventeen and an eighteen with nice. disadvantage, which oh, felt wow. very good. <laughs> what is taking a thread? I'm not familiar with that. Oh, that's it's from the demigods game, which is not oh. part of D and D at all. I was just being as a dumb joke. Okay, that, that's fine. <laughs> I will look it up. Oh, it's all right. Um, so, um. The, uh, yeah, so your, your tour is concluding in the engine room. Uh, Ventus, is there anything in particular you wanted to know about how this engine works? Well, I mean, looking into information on, on the, the, the stone specifically, um, where it might be. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the conductor speaks in 
oh, very openly, but in general terms, you know, and yeah. explains because they're very proud of ha- having accomplished this technology and the engineering feats and, um, you know, just you know, how impressive the train is and doing all of that. So, um, but yeah, that you have a very good understanding of how the engine in general terms works. Okay. I think that was that was pretty much like I don't want to go I don't want to go and be like so if someone was trying to steal it how <laughs> yeah. would they do like I'm, right. you know, I'm not obviously going to go down that path but it's more of a of a question of you know you know oh is it difficult to service you know does the elemental ever turn off if mm-hmm. the train's not in use you know um, things like that this person is also um, skilled enough in PR to turn any que- like a question like how often does it need service turns into an answer like uh, you know we are proud of the safety record of our trains and you know versus a, a straight answer of um, you know literal how often does it need service it's, she's pretty good at dancing around those kind of questions answer she works question. for Disneyland. And well, I was going to say, answer the question you wish you had been asked. Yes. Yes, as a, 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 a wise sage told me once. Uh, and also Ooh. Rob. Rob told me that one oh, time, oh. too. Oh. Um, so, shall we uh, reconvene at... Um, wait, how far were we going? We're going all the way to Trollingport? Yes. Um, do we have to go through... Oh, God, what is it? Um, well, yeah, yeah, do we have... Zilspar, do we have to go Quesk? Uh, yes. Zilspar was, uh, you know, about an hour into the trip. Um, two hours later, you went through Xanthus. And I, I should mention, too, you know, when it was time to, to watch out for it, you all did see a, a subtly placed service platform only because you were looking for it under the where the SH is in Shimmerwood. Everyone knows what, I, what I'm talking about, right? Is that a weird mm-hmm. way to describe that? No, <laughs> it's, you know, that, like, no, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. It's, it's definitely it's, better than like the southeastern corner of the square. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just right, right <laughs> under the S there is, uh, um, and it's on the inland side, not the cliff side. <laughs> Um, but on, on the inland side, there's some sort of little arrangement that looks like it's artfully hidden by trees and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's all real dense forest that is on your left of the train. And um, then you're looking out over uh, cliffs and, um, and the sea to your right as you start heading north. Um, through Xanthus, there's a stop at Xanthus. And, um, you know, that's a... Uh, Xanthus is a big, big logging town. Um, so that's, uh, it's like, um, it's like a wealthy logging town too, right? It's not like a, a dirt and mud old Western kind of <laughs> fantasy village. It's like a mini city, right? It's, this is a, a big thriving, uh, town. I, I shouldn't say city cause that's really overdoing it, but it's a really nice town. Quesk is um uh like surprisingly small crossroads i mean the quest should be like a very busy 
you know, like a St. Louis, you know, like it's this major intersection. It should be extremely busy, but it is the the most sparse business like, um, you know, like quick transitions. Um, you know, it, it was like designed by Germans, you know, everything's like very precise and even and um, uh, regimented in the layout there. Um, uh, north of Quesk, is that all desert? Um, that section before you get to the peaks is desert. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It wouldn't be hugely bustling if it's right, if it's between, it looks like grasslands and desert. Uh, well, yeah, when you come up and you're in Quesk, you're, yeah, you're right on the edge of the forest and grasslands. And then the grasslands, as you go north, like by the time you hit Dragon Roost, you're in like Savannah and, you know, uh, it's not like like Sahara Dunes kind of desert, but it is this kind of uh, Savannah Plains, I guess, sure. which is still technically desert, but you know, it's um, different. Yeah, it's more of a Los Angeles based kind of desert. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then when you head back down south, um, because this train is bound for Trollin Port, um, you go through Oscalor, which is um. Another, um, like, they, they do a mix of things, but apparently they have some sort of um, rare gem mine here, uh, which is why this is a, a bigger town, you know, bordering on city again. Um, and it's also, Oscalor, I'm going to say, is like, you can see how there's like that little bit of a, a river up through there. This is like the fanciest people come here for their summer getaways or their, their like fishing and hunting cabins and stuff like that. It's, it's that, right. It's, mm. it's enough in the woods that it's, it's that, but it's right at the edge of the woods. So it's not too wild. <laughs> um, so it's, it's the rich it's people. kind of the Martha's vineyard. of Yeah. 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 I mean, a little bit more wild than Martha's vineyard, but it's also a fantasy world. So it's going to be, uh, Luguin, the Monticello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Luguin is a um, really just like a service stop, and they don't even stop all the time when they're when they're passing through, um, and they don't stop today. They just just blast right through, and you can see this is you're looking out on a town that is has probably seen hard times. It's not uh, a very prosperous region. And uh, then Trollenport is another very, very busy uh, shipping port. Um, it, it is not up on a cliff the way Sharn is. It's, it's like right down in there. And this very protected fjord is um, extremely stable and safe for ships to come in and out. And so it's, that's where they've made their wealth is, you know, their connection to the Shimmerwood Forest. Um, you know, there's a... a a lot of uh, the elves and, and halflings that live here have created a lot of export from Zilargo. And um, yeah, so that's <laughs> probably a really, I just realized how deep we got into economics there. Sorry. <laughs> um, very exciting story. Um, but you uh, get out at Trollin Port and find yourself at this, this bustling seaport that is um, a, a, uh, merchant's Haven. So Sharn seems like a Merchant's Haven, but it's really like it's much more metropolitan, like a New York, where it it sort of does everything and 
but they're proud of their universities and they're proud of, uh, you know, all the ways that they're fancy. Um, this uh, troll import in our version is very much that, you know, merchant's paradise. The, it's run by a merchant's guild um, and there are um, all kinds of ships coming in and out. The trains make shipments. Um, there are um, all kinds of uh, casinos here. Trolling port. So it's, it's like, like Atlantic City. Yeah, but nice. <laughs> but nice. Yeah. Um, so it's um, yeah. I mean, we should definitely have riverboats, though, right? We yeah, there are riverboats um, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So Elven casinos. That's. I mean, it's now the casinos are just run by whoever. So. Is it is it Canto Bite or is that what we're looking? Are we in Canto Bite right now? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the. Sorry, I'm referencing the the Star Wars sequels right now. <laughs> oh. That's the town where they go with with all the gambling. Oh, where what's her face is the other like super old lady. Um, yes, yeah. where Maz is. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's a little more upscale than that, right? It's like uh, I I can't think of a good analogy off the top of my head, but yeah, it's it's. Um, uh, uh, oh, I can, th- oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's like the place where they, it's in Europe where they, they race cars through the city. Monte Carlo? Monaco? Yes, it's Monte Monaco. Carlo. That's, that's Monte what Carlo. we're talking about. It's on the water. It's extremely high end, but it's also, it's like you go fancy shopping, you go to casinos, you, you know, it's like best restaurants. It's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What Vegas wants to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it wasn't a hive of scum and villainy. Uh, right. It would be like trolling part. Yes. So, so is there value in us taking a boat down to about the area of where this maintenance shed is to get a better look at the area and what we would need to do, you know, like a reconnaissance, if you will? Um. You, you can, just so you know, there's a not insubstantial cliff. Um, you know, it's probably like a 40, 50 foot cliff. It's hard to tell as the train was rushing by. But that's um, insanity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not that bad. You could climb it. It's not, you know, it's, it's not like you're all going to die because you try to do this. But it's also something you should just know. Like, there's a great big cliff to get up at least right there. Um, if so, the spot. South of there, like, there's a little pointy bit kind of pointing at where it says Red Cliff Bay. Like, that's a beach. You know, you could get around to a beach over there and hike in. Um, but that's that's up to you. But if you also, you could just try to scale that cliff. If only one of us had a high dexterity and a ring of, fall, of fe- feather fall. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That so I can try great. and climb cliffs. Yeah, that'd be convenient. <laughs> uh, so let's have that that in character discussion. So you all get off the train, and you you know have a what like go to a restaurant or something, and you, you have a, a table to yourselves and lunch. Yeah, uh, do we let dinner. the um, time, yeah. do we do we do we let our new friends buy us lunch? Well, I mean they're they're just making as if to pay for everything. So Okay. Un- unless you interfere with that, they're going to pay for everything. Great. 
Um. Uh, Zay, are you still Hosomi? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I said, well, if this is something that everybody still wants to do, probably taking a look at the area before and around the maintenance shed would be a good idea, just so we know what we're looking at. I can do that. Okay. Hey, Jason, real quick, when she was going over the the tour guide, the conductor, was going over how everything worked, Mm -hmm. the plates that it passes through, if some of those plates are removed, does that stop the train? Um, It would have to be a significant number of them, right? There's a lot of redundancy built into that. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, it absolutely yeah. does. Okay. If I were to think of a significant number... Oh, sure, like, let's say eight or ten in a row, right? Oh, okay. But, like, okay. a couple... Like, it can definitely scoot over two or three missing plates, because that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But eight or ten in a row. Okay. And they are, um, like, magically anchored in place. Gotcha. You know? So... Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, and also, there is... I think you all like, actually experience this... There is one track, okay? And when trains come the other way, the trains lean over. They And, and you all are like, oh, okay. But everyone else is just like, it's, they're like ready for it. And you see the other train go by like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and then the, the train comes back up and uh, and does that. So the, it's it's a relatively flexible as like what it can do on these tracks. Um, but that's, you know, as those two lightning elementals high five on their way by. (laughs) (laughs) Um, also at the restaurant, uh, it was, uh, Gore who picked out the restaurant. Uh, mostly like he mostly speaks quietly to Stiv, right? And she's like, Okay, fine. And uh, apparently he had researched this place and orders a particular bottle of wine when you all sit down and uh, is is very excited. It, it is, like, very fussy about tasting it. Uh, what, you, what, what you got for us there, buddy? Ah, uh, I think you may like this. Um I've I've been looking for a place that serves it, and uh, we haven't been able to get it for some time. Um, and he's he's very generous about pouring it out for anyone who wants some. Um, the bottle he ordered was a hundred gold, which you know is more than a most. A lot of money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot <laughs> for one fifth of an emerald. Yeah, for a consumable. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, that's and, a true. That's a true resurrection spell right there. <laughs> At least in three five, I don't know what it is now, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit of background to what's going on. Um, however, it was like he told Stiv what he wanted, and she told the waiter what to get uh, for, for mm. some reason. Like, mm. I don't know. You heard what he like? He can speak. <laughs> You've talked to him. Um, Maybe he's shy. It seems like that might be the case. Hey, uh, is there a reason that, that uh, she does all the talking for you? 
It's just easier that way. How come? That's it's fine. Let's. All right. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to to question anything. I'm I'm just making conversation. Yeah, he, he just turns to sort of. He, not that he's like turning away from you to dismiss you. He just is like disconnecting from an awkward situation that he's, he's very clearly uncomfortable and yeah. he's trying to yeah. yeah. And I, and that and when that happens, I'm just like and disengage. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Has anybody picked up on on Stiv's uh, on the differences that Stiv lives with or doesn't live with? Uh, not since she's had the hood and the face covering. Okay. Um. Yeah, and, and there really isn't anything that would identify her. She ha- she wears gloves and she's armed. I mean, she still looks like a pirate. With a, she looks kind of like a Jedi, honestly. <laughs> like. Nice. Um, you know, if we're going to compare it to something, she looks more like that than anything else. Um, but even that is not the weirdest thing walking around this square. I'm, I'm picturing like a great big square with all these fancy restaurants around the edge of it. And, you know, into the evening, it's warm. Um, I think we said it was getting into summertime. Um, and... uh, I thought you said October. Oh, oh no, 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 it, no, never mind, never mind. Fall? No, 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 you didn't, you didn't. Different, different campaign. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, different campaign. Okay, yeah, I think it's early summer, and, um, you know, this is probably kind of Italian, uh, you know, south of France kind of uh, environment. So, um, yeah, here you are. Um, okay. What do you do? Um... I uh, well, I'm I'm um, looking. I'm making conversation, but like taking everything in. Just like I'm sitting, I've got my back to the corner. I am watching everybody. Like you know, who's who's note. I, I like I, I especially take note of anybody that's taking notice of us. Oh, okay. Will you roll uh, investigation for me, please? Sure. Is plus four, and I go to my thing. <sighs> I am also going to roll something. Twelve. Okay. Um, yeah, you mostly see a bunch of rich people going to dinner and um, doing the things that they do. It doesn't seem like anything is anyone has taken particular notice of you. Um, there was a little bit of a hitch when the waiter, he, he was taking the order and, and like, you could just tell his body language was like, is she going to take her hood off? Or like, this is a little weird that she has her hood up at dinner, but he's also not, he works at a place that's not going to ask you about that. Right. So, um, you know, it's, again, not the weirdest thing he's seen today, probably. <laughs> There's also an elephant man sitting at the table, so that's... Well, people know what you know who Loxodons are. They don't see them every day. It's, I, I think right. we mentioned you're a fairly uh, insular, yeah, or just rare people. Um, not very populous. That's the word I wanted. Mm. Um. So, uh, yeah. Well, at that okay. point, I'm going to start engaging with the plan. Like, you know, like, look, we've got a couple of options. Um. We can either just head on back to Sharn. We can go take a look at the 
Um, maintenance shed. I kind of... I explained almost everything that the conductor did about how things work mm-hmm. and how many people were down there and where the stone is um, just to kind of make sure everybody has the same amount of information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Zay slash Hasomi, do you say much about your conversation with the elemental? I'll tell them that the elemental seemed satisfied with their current contract. They felt that they were being treated very, very well. Well, that's good. Would this hurt the elemental at all if we remove the stone or cause the train to stop or anything like that? No, I doubt it. Elementals aren't... They don't need their element. They are their element. The elemental powers the train. Not... However, this elemental did specifically say that they were the master of this domain. We'd make no friends here. So would they get angry if we tried messing with the train? Possibly. Um, I, I will say from your, uh, you know, being able to see how everything works, the, the parts of the train that the elemental runs are unaffected by the steam engine. Right? The, okay. the, the steam engine is an ancillary function from what the like the elemental floats the train and makes it go and the steam engine does everything else right does that make sense um so that's so the 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 brick doesn't really interact with the elemental at all right they're they're separate functions okay so I don't believe it would hurt, but they probably would be pissed off. Well, and I was trying to find out if there's a way that we could fake some kind of malfunction, but um, mm. doesn't look like it. Not without actively disabling the elemental. Well, not without not without either doing that or making it look like somebody's trying to start a war. And of course, that's not what we want. We want it to look like. Well, what do we want it to look like? And they kind of look at a robbery. Uh, uh, well, it could look yeah, like a robbery. Yeah, but by whom? But this is stiff. It could look like a robbery, yeah. or it could look like an accident. That's why my concern is how's it, how are we going to make it look like an accident when they haven't had this kind of accident in the history of ever? Well, I'm sure if there were a rock slide or something going wrong with the uh, terrain that the track goes through and it disrupts the um, and it disrupts the track like that could be a very natural accident and at least as far as like the train stopping or the train getting interrupted beyond that I don't know how unless you blow up the entire train I don't know how a a stone going missing is going to be oh we're An accident. Not, we're not willing to have innocents be hurt by this. Absolutely so what, not. So what we do, what we want to do is we want, we want the train to stop. Looking at the map again. We want the train to stop at that station right before Xanthus. So what we want to do is somehow 
disable the track between that station and Xanthus. So they have to stop there. Well, I I was thinking that we would use that as a way to get away, as mm. opposed to the thick forest and sheer cliffs and stuff like that. That's our just landmark for escape. Um, but but if I was misunderstanding in that, please correct me. No, I'm just I'm just thinking through this through thinking through all the pieces. So you, so we have to have the stone already by the time we get there, and there has to be a reason for the train to stop there because I don't think we can do. I, I, I personally don't think I can survive jumping from a train moving a hundred miles an hour. Absolutely, yeah, no, 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 no. And that's why I was thinking about can we utilize the natural environment to stop the train? And and you're right, maybe it is. We have the train stop at that maintenance shed, and that's an easy way for us to board. Um, but is it, do we, do we do it as a, as a robbery or not? Is there another way that we can do this? Well, that's what I'm wondering is if we can somehow pose as maintenance workers, um, or inspectors or something. How do we make it so that they want to, um, so a common knowledge thing, not, this isn't in character, Common knowledge is uh, so the the reason why they have a monopoly on this is their their dragon marks allow them to work on it. So an engineer would have a, at least a weak dragon mark. Um, I, I mean, not an engineer, a um, like somebody who came in to fix the train. Like you mm-hmm. need the dragon mark to interface with the the technology of the train. You don't need it to interface with the the boiler thing. That's just an alchemical rock. Um, but if they don't know what's wrong with the train or if the track is broken, you, you need the Orion dragon mark to service that. How, well, I'm going to, I'm actually going to ask Nix this. How easy is it to forge a dragon mark on somebody? On who, darling? On any one of us. I can pull it on myself, um... Hasami, can you uh, can you change what you got going on? No. Okay. Well, so I can fake it, and if I'm the face, we just got to make the rest of you look passable. Which uh, uh, Alabas is human, is that right? No, oh, he's wood elf. Oh, wood elf. That's right. Oh, he's an, oh, he's a wood elf. Okay. So, Ventus, you might have to sit this one out, buddy. Well, there's a couple of... Yes, you're right. I'm not, I'm not up front, especially because, assuming they use the same staff for the same route, the conductor and I are besties at this point. Sure, sure. Um, uh, but... I mean, who would they pull over for? Well, I think that's 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 up to us to create right so we can either do something where we actually provide interruption to the railroad or I think actually that's probably the best way to do it we provide interruption to the actual either landscape or the or the magically anchored plates to get it to stop there and say, you know what, we're working on it. We've figured out a way 
you know, to kind of have it continue because there's other interruptions down the track leading up to Xanthus, but we need to get into the boiler. That's the only thing. And then, and then maybe one or two of us are on the train as passengers or providing cover from the outside. You know, not everybody has to go into go into and pose everything as workers. Sure. I mean, Ventus and Alabas could pose even with our new friends as uh, new, new money and uh, Hosami and I could come in as the maintenance workers. I think I think Alabas and I made an impact. So I believe that uh, the conductor had qu- spent quite a long time with both Ventus and myself. So, well, yes. So perhaps Hosami will have to put on a disguise. We're- Depending on when you do this, they may return there. We could also just see which which conductor is working on which train and pick a different train. But my Presumably. my question is this: so you want to stop the current plan that we're discussing is to stop the train using, let's say, a landslide as the placeholder, and then. And then have multiple people stationed to come on as maintenance workers? Except there's no reason for any maintenance if you have a landslide. Well, my thought process, and again, it may be flawed. Shockingly, this is the first time I've tried to plan a train heist. But I mean, we really did steal that train from... We more derailed it than stole it. And to say that that was planned and a heist is overly aggrandizing what happened. Stiv leans forward in her chair very very serious, like, you've stolen a train? Borrowed. Redirected. This is incredible. We gave it back. I just mean, what what luck that we, we happened into your company and you already have experience doing nearly what we need to do. It's probably bad luck, but we'll we'll keep going on this anyway. Um, my thought process was if we create a situation where we know the track above Xanthus, the track leading up to the maintenance shed and the track leading to Xanthus, that there are intermittent disturbances that could be problematic for the train... So we are meeting them there at the maintenance shed with a workaround solution that requires access. That's the best I have for them, number one, to stop, and number two, for them to let whomever on. But this stop is normally staffed. Do we know that? I didn't think it was. No, but they know it's there. Yeah. You notice that they slowed down just before we got there? 
I don't recall if they did. I don't think they did. I just remember looking off the train and seeing it behind some trees. I don't remember it stopping. No, we didn't stop. But presumably they've got some sort of signal that the conductor has to look at and make sure... Not conductor. Engineer has to... Engineer? Oh, it's the elemental? Is the elemental the engineer? The elemental is the elemental. Right, but who's actually driving the train? Oh, that's the engineer. Yeah. The engineer, okay. So presumably there's something the engineer has to look at to make sure he doesn't have to stop there. Unless, do we have shortwave technology in this? Well, world? there are various communication technologies that uh, that magic that exists. So, um. In, well, let's go check out. Let's go check out the maintenance shed. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to do to take a look at it and see if there is maybe like a switch that we can pull or or something along those lines that'll make things way easier than. What I was talking about and creating a natural upheaval. Mm. Yes, and, and Stiv says, in, in the scope of our timeline, we we have plenty of time. It was, you, you know, the, we were trying to avoid this taking weeks and weeks. Uh, I'm happy to go do this, uh, you know, investigation of the shed with you. It, discovering the shed was a, a bit of a. Um, revelation for us and it led to the formation of the initial plan so um, we'd very much like to go look at it with you that makes sense well I'm all for it we're closer here than we are in Sharn so and then we can scope out that area as well between here or there in Xanthus in order to make sure like see if there's an easy way for us to get away because Getting the thing is only part of it. We want to make sure that we can not get caught and not get into a fight with the guards. Oh no, that Absolutely. would end poorly. For the guards. Well, what? They, I'm. It's my understanding that the guards are able to call on the elemental for help, which is why people don't rob the train. That makes sense. It also makes yes. sense why the Warforged Rose told you that someone's around even if you can't see them. The elemental is bound to the car. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we go in the morning? Yes. Well, we have to get dessert first. They have gold shaving, shaved truffles that are a gold apiece, and I want to try them. Of course. Whatever you like. Um, if, you, if you would feel more comfortable as well, it would be... Gore and I would be happy to wait here in town um, and, you know, get you a boat and do all those things, and, you know, maybe you'd be able to move more quickly and subtly without us at your side I look down and look back at them and then cock my head questioningly (laughs) 
we are not, um, well, we've never stolen a train before, is what I mean. And We've only done it the once, let's be clear. I don't think we but, stole it. We also saw you in the fight at the tavern. You are accomplished. Um, I just wanted to make the offer. It may be safer for you to go without us. It does make sense. Uh, And it's just a little bit of sightseeing anyway. A small group climbing, six people climbing up the cliff is substantially more complicated than four. Wait, climbing? Oh. I'll stay down in the boat. What? Why don't... Why don't I I climb... Why don't I climb the cliff? Um, Does anybody have any, like, levitation spells or anything? Or... Well, I guess you all have a token of feather fall, so... Yeah, there was something I specifically took for climbing, too, because I knew I was going to have issues with it, funny enough, but I got to find it. What how much wands cost? A wand of climbing? The magic items don't have, like, gold costs attached to them in, in D&D Beyond. Uh, Let's see. A wand of in the in the old system in the SRD, um, we have. Uh, let's see, levitation. Oh, that's forty five hundred gold, but that may not be applicable to the current D and D. Yeah, so like it lists what a wand of magic missiles is, but it doesn't say what it costs. If we, I've got a player's handbook. Um, oh, oh, wait, I see here. Okay, so there's a cost for all magical items, and there it would be between 100 and 500 gold. And so I think that's actually pretty reasonable for if if you want um, to have them go get you a like a wand of of levitation. Sure. Like, there's probably a, a magic vendor in town that will sell you that for 500 gold. You know, that's certainly within their budget to go get something like that. Sure. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mentioned that that would be very helpful for us. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think levitate is a pretty common spell that people would put into a wand. So uh, we'll say 500. It doesn't matter because they're going to pay for it. Um, and yeah, so at, at dinner, they say, okay, well, we'll go in the morning. We'll get you, you know, we'll, we'll get, procure a wand for you and, uh, you know, give you the funds to be able to get yourself a boat and and arrange all that. And then We'll we'll stay here in town so that you can move more quickly without us. So I actually have a rope of climbing. Oh, awesome. So uh, how long is it? Three pounds. That's I, nothing. I, <laughs> uh, 60 three foot. Pounds. Oh, okay. Because I think we said the cliff was like 40 or 50, 50. feet. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's... So do we not need the Wand of Levitation? I mean, I don't... I don't think it'll hurt. I think we may as well. Um... I want to try and find that. Sorry, I'll be right back. It's, now I'm interested because I've never seen the prices listed before, and now somebody is saying that it, it's out there. So uh, now I want to know. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So rare items are 500 to 5,000 gold, just depending, I guess. So that's, but that's good. That gives you a ballpark of, of what, what that would be. And then if we look up magic items. With various wands. Let's see. This is fun. So, Wand of Web is uncommon. Web's a very powerful spell. Um, Wand of Fear is rare. Binding is rare. Fireballs is rare. Yeah, that's a step up from levitation for sure. Oh, oh no, that's wings of flying. Um, yeah, okay. No, I just I wanted to have because like they wouldn't spend five thousand gold on something because that's like a ship. <laughs> like you go get a a decent. You could boat. just go get a different boat. Yeah, um, but uh, an uncommon wand of of five hundred gold is definitely. Okay, that's good. I, I just wanted to get a sense of the... Now we all have a sense of scope and uh, value. So, um, <clears throat> so the their plan as they laid it out is they're going to go get you a wand, uh, give you some cash to arrange a boat and whatnot, uh, and assume... Well, do you want to leave in the morning? Do you want to leave in the middle of the night? What, what's your plan? I mean, I think morning's fine to me, but... I mean, it's more likely that we're going to get spotted during the day, though. True. Uh, Legit question. I don't know if I have night vision. Oh, I don't think you do. I don't think I do. So, if that's the case... mm -mm. (laughs) Doing stuff at night's not going to help... Who wants to roll to see if see how close we are to a full moon? I will roll. What do you want me to roll? Just two d ten. Yeah, before you do, I'm going to say ten or eleven is a full moon, and then however far we get from that is is the phase of the moon. So okay, so two and twenty would be new moon. Okay, now let's roll. Is that uh, a t- twenty? <laughs> that says twenty. Okay, so it's new moon. There is no moon Must be out Monday. right now, uh, which actually may be to your purpose, um, but uh, not great if you don't see in the dark. Yeah. How much? Uh, how much gold do you have, Rob? Got some. Because um, you could buy. There's like glasses Buckles of, of night vision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me find the magic items. Well. Is there a potion of night vision? Because oh, maybe that's probably way way cheaper. Or I can ask them. Maybe. Let's hey. see. There's no nothing literal potion of dark vision, but that sometimes they name them weird things. It's true. Uh, uh, does Eberron only have one moon? 
Oh no, there's like 13 moons. Oh. That is no moon. So are they all on a new moon? Are we looking at like an astrological like Yeah, actually there's portion? there's probably no version of a fully dark night except for once every 400 years and the yeah, actually, that's. I'm really glad you mentioned that because the moons are a, a major component of the setting, and um, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Master Vidar did it. I can't take credit for it. Okay, I'm just a mouthpiece. Yeah, well, thank you, Master Vidar. That was an excellent thing to mention. Um, let's see. So, a potion of healing is common, and greater healing is uncommon. So, I'm gonna say. You could have a potion of dark vision for a hundred gold. All right, I'll do that then. Oh okay. wait, a hundred gold? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I can't find anything more specific than that. You said a hundred. I heard ten. <laughs> mm. um, I'm less than enthusiastic about also paying a hundred gold to. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't have dark vision. Yeah, I'm not about this life. In fact, if I had to guess, the only person with dark vision is... uh... Yes, I can see in the dark. Yeah. Magic items. Mm. Yeah. Ocean of... Oh, yeah, there's not... Yeah, I just went through all of them. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I'm happy to say... Like, if we go early in the morning, like, at dawn then we're very yeah. unlikely to get spotted and yeah. also less likely to get... Well, even in the dead of night, you're going to be in low-light conditions, not full dark. Oh, so, okay. You know, unless you go wandering into the woods or something, but you're going to be at the edge of the woods where the the train track goes. So, um, Couldn't we tell them that we wanted to do like a backpacking trip and then send them away to have them come pick us up at a certain time? Who? Our boat, boat? guy. Oh, well, I, I just figured you were going to rent a boat. Okay. Right. That works, too. Yeah. Like, but, but rent a boat, meaning no driver. Crew? Right. Yeah. Do none of you know how to pilot a boat? Is we can try anything. Animal but... handling? Work that out? I mean, it's an in-character oh. choice. If you tell me you know how to pilot a boat, uh, then I'll... I'd yeah, I would, I would... I lived on a... a, a Port town my whole life. I I think I can steer a boat. Yeah, I I would have thought so too. Uh, you know, unless yeah. you're afraid of the water or something like that. Then that's no. Oh yeah, and you all yeah. didn't you all get the like krakens to clear out of a part of the bay or something? There's a mm-hmm. whole thing about that. Yep. Yes. Yeah, you We've all are very on experienced on the water. Um. So we'll get you one of so those. We like just bar- we could just charter a boat. Like we can. Rent a boat. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. You just rent like a little sailboat that the four of you are on and um, go out and handle that. Easy peasy. That sounds good to me. I think I think early morning would be perfect. Okay. Um, so the... Um, uh, you know, dinner's done... They make arrangements for a fancy hotel. Uh, you all get to sleep for a bit. And um, fortunately, the docks are up before anybody else in, in every city I've ever been in. And, um, you know, there is somebody there who will rent you a boat. And uh, the uh, um, 
siblings cover the cost of that so that you you don't have to worry about that. Um, they did or did not get you a wand of levitation. I think we still uh, asked for it, right? Yeah, we yeah. asked for it. Okay, so they last night they went to a couple different magic shops and and bought a wand of levitation for you, um, and they hand that off to who do they think is a wizard? Oh, they've seen um, Bentus do magic, right? Didn't you do Eldritch Blast in the fight? I don't think I did. I thought I was oh. just trying to talk to them. I think I was actually just trying to convince them to leave. Mm. And uh, Pooja did... Oh, but no, you're Hasomi right now. Yes, um, I am Hasomi. So unless they just assume because I'm associated with Zay that I'm also a magic type person. Uh, but I, they don't know you, so I don't think they're going to just hand you a 500 gold item. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll just hand it to Nyx since she does most of the talking and uh, they assume they're in charge. Uh, so yeah, they hand that off and they say, okay, well, we'll be at the hotel. Um, you know, just uh, don't get into trouble and we'll, we'll see you when you get back. Well, should Sounds- we meet you in Charn instead? Like, do we, should we come all the way back here? Oh, well, that's a, that's a bit of a hike back. I mean, we have to come back here to return the boat. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <clears throat> so, uh, good luck, and we'll, we'll see you tonight, I assume. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, they, you know, stand back as you set sail. And um, the four of you head off into the dawn twilight, and uh, the boat sinks. And you no. <laughs> boat sinks. <laughs> we all die. Total shift. <laughs> we did it. That's what I've never understood yeah. about the the DMs out there who are like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill these party members. Like you could kill everybody at any time. That's not a challenge right? or a thing to be <laughs> proud of. Like that actually means you're bad at your job. Uh, I'm right? Not def- it means you didn't plan your encounters correctly. Right. Yeah. Or have any flexibility when it started to, like... Right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, <laughs> We've all played in that game. Yep. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, I think we're going to wrap there tonight. Um, because I want to uh, check Show in... Show the party into- next session. What's that? <laughs> Kill the party next session. Yeah, it's easy. Yep. We got plenty of time. Yep. Um, so what I want to do, I'm going to take some notes here. Um, of So there's a, a system that some folks like to do, including me, called Stars and Wishes. Uh, have any of you never heard of the process of Stars and Wishes? Okay, <laughs> great. Um, so Stars and Wishes is an opportunity to go around And uh, with a star, you mention something that happened in the session that you just thought was awesome. Like, so-and-so did a great job talking to the bartender, or I loved it when you did X, Y, Z. Just something that you thought was cool. And then a wish is something you want to tell me that you want to see in the game. And it's specifically, uh, just from a safety point of view, this is not about, like... uh, a wish is not like 
uh, Rob telling Eli, Eli, I wish you would do X, Y, Z, right? It's not like you're not going to aim it at each other. You 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 can tell me like, hey, I want to see vampires in the story or um, I want more of the magic items or, you know, just whatever it is that you're um, either not seeing or not seeing enough of or an experience that you're hoping to get out of it. It could also be meta stuff too, like, I hate this dice roller and I don't want to use it anymore. Like um, <laughs> things like that. Like I, I want to play in person at the studio. Like, okay, that's a good wish. I have that too. There's just nothing I could do about it. Um, right. I want to hug you. Yeah. I wish I could I hug you. I want hugs. Yeah, me I too. want hugs. Um, anyway. But, I miss um, no, well, my friends just had their babies, and I wanted to go kiss I those know. babies. There's some babies out there. Um, so anyway. The um, normally what we do is we go around and do everybody does a star and then whoever does the last star does the first wish and we go in reverse order and um, it's it's really like a fun thing it's not a like a roast right it's it, okay. it should be like a thing that you Except really enjoyed or appreciated about someone else at the table um, and the the main like safety thing I want to say about wishes is that that is like about the game itself and not about your fellow players um, just because like if there is something like that to bring up, let's bring it up um, <laughs> privately. Cause that's obviously like, I want to talk about it if you're upset about something, but um, that's, let's not put it on blast in front of the whole internet. Right. And I also, what? Um, why not? <laughs> just, just to model for the internet, I highly encourage you to do stars and wishes at home because sometimes folks are sitting there going like, man, I cannot believe we're, we do so much of blah, 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 blah. And, and they're just not going to bring it up because there's no opportunity. And sometimes just opening the door makes it so mm-hmm. it's easier to like, oh, I actually need to say this. And I'm, now I'm not an asshole for saying it, right? Because you've invited me to talk about it. Um, so uh, why don't we do, I don't know if you could see the, the screen I'm looking at, but let's go Eli, Pooja, Rob, Claire, go around counterclockwise and then... Uh, go backwards for go clockwise from Claire to do the wishes. So um, the first star would be Eli. Also, you could say, I don't know, nothing jumped out at me because, uh, you know, if you feel on the spot or whatever, you could, you don't have to say. I have to say, I think everybody shined in the episode. I think we all had our key moments. And I think that, you know, we all had a great time with the game. This one, like, we had the bar scene with Nix, we had Ventus and Zay, you know, at the train. And then. You know, so I think it was a really great time cool. calling around in Eberron. Cool. All right. Pooja? I was going to uh, say that I really loved the um, that interaction, the whole busker thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Alibas. And Damn, the, that was mine. <laughs> like, it was just, it was the whole, like, the setup where he, like, pulls it out. And everybody's kind of cool with it until the dude comes. Like that whole, I lo- I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah I did too. Uh, Rob? I actually like the, the thing, the thing that kind of stuck out to me and I'm, it's interesting to see how it's going to get worked through is I really liked Eli's dissension. He's like, no, this is what you guys are planning is a bad idea. <laughs> this is like, I don't want to do this, but, I'm going to make it easy for everybody and just go along with it, but I'm under protest here. <laughs> so I I kind of dug that, and I'm I'm really curious to see where it goes, personally. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of room for growth in that sort of scenario. So that's cool. Claire? Um, I actually have stars for everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, uh, piggybacking on the busking thing. That was really great. Um, also, that I really liked how Ventus and Alabas had um, dissension. Like, ha- they weren't just like ready to go, let's go rob a train. Like, they were they were really playing their thing. And um, I really appreciated Zay's emotional labor that she put into with Ventus, trying to be like, "Hey, this dude is being racist, and we're not okay with that, right?" And like, I could see the emotional labor, and I'm like, "I want to piggyback, but I don't know how to help this." Um, so, um, and Jason, thank you for letting us like find that that was awesome oh that's yeah i didn't have to do anything that was all you guys <laughs> um and uh claire what um what wishes do you have um i um i do like uh i like hitting things <laughs> okay. i like i like killing stuff yeah. so um i always i always like to have even if it's just like a random encounter i always like to have a little bit of okay a little bit of slashy slashy in the in a, in a session totally understand yeah i do too <laughs> <laughs> oh were uh, we doing wishes with our stars sorry i oh no we're no, just going in I reverse was last... now so, oh yeah, yeah i was, was, I was last, last with my stars so i was first the one who is last is first so and the one who is first is last uh, last should be first and the first should be last all i know is that let there the spice is life uh, yes. Also spice, that. Is life. Uh, spice is life. Rob, did you have a wish? Not, you know, I, like I'm, I'm thinking, uh, and I realize that that's new for me, but um, I, I don't off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but what I'm, what I would like, I mean, in piggybacking on what you were saying earlier, is for everybody that's that's you know been been talking and chat and stuff like that. It's people that have been here for three most of three episodes, like. I'd be curious to hear their wishes. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of like yeah. what they would like to see. Yeah, what do you want to see um, from us? Yeah. yeah. I mean, doesn't mean we're going to do it. And but... if people are listening to this, like when you're listening to the podcast, feel free to go to the Happy Jacks forums. Yep. Uh, Happyjacks.org slash forum is one way to get there. Uh, you or, can tweet at uh, us. You could tweet us or you could go to the Discord. Uh-huh. I will say, yeah. uh, just ahead of that one, I am terrible at using Discord, so feel free to at me on Discord, or I just won't see it. So, uh, I, But I'm not, I don't mind when people at me on Discord, because otherwise I don't know. So, uh, But yeah, that's, that's, all, that's a great note. Yeah, good suggestion. Uh, Pooja, did you have a, a wish uh, separate from that? I, I know you were commenting on that, but... Oh, yeah, I was just... Um, you know, I really like... I love the kind of house hierarchy situation in Eberron. So I would love to see like more interaction with people from the houses. Oh, okay. More direct Ooh, house yeah. interaction. Uh, yeah. Like, like some of that intrigue and like that kind of stuff. And okay. and to, to be more like to have, yeah, a direct line into it. And it doesn't have to be somebody high up, but like, you know, cool. Yeah, that's, obviously, that's fine. we're not that special yet. Good to know. Well, and, <laughs> and like you said, I don't know if I can deliver on all these, but these will definitely, I mean, they're putting them in my notes and I will do what I can. <laughs> sure. Um, Eli? I feel like mine used to deliver on immediately. Okay. Which is more loot time. More, 
Uh, L U T E or L O O T? L U T E. Okay. Loot. <laughs> More loot time. Yeah. Okay. No, but I think that obviously I don't have one yet because I feel like right now we're just letting the story breathe and like get into the stride of what's going on. So like I think maybe down the road I may have something to say, but as of right now, like I'm just enjoying being in the world and learning. Yeah. I also thought this might be a good episode to introduce the stars and wishes and then next time you'll be playing thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Stars and Wishes at the end. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe something will pop into your mind while you're thinking about that. So um, are you asking us, is your wish that we use forethought? No, 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 no. Please don't do that. It's much more fun for me if you don't. Because I'm not. I don't know how this is supposed to go. Uh, my my note says half orcs train heist. <laughs> the- <laughs> half orcs train heist. Well, that's that's accurate. <laughs> so far, we got right. the- we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, we haven't done it yet. We're barely that's in the planning point. stage. Yeah, that's a good point. We kind of like something- have not figured it out. It, it also would have been very easy to pivot to some other activities. So whatever. That's true. Um, but, um, I will say thank you, everybody. Um, the, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do a star or wish cause I feel like it's a little awkward for the DM to do that, but I do really appreciate all of the, like what each of you is putting in. And, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. So thanks for coming to play with me and thank you for everyone who's coming to watch live or later and, or listen, obviously. And, um, just really appreciate any and all support for the show um so uh why don't we go around one last time say who you are and where we can find you and then we'll sign off uh let's let's start with eli uh eli you find me on twitter at ignatius wang okay puja hi i'm puja uh you can find me on twitter at la daisy girl pretty much everywhere else as forgotten saves and um, we play uh, this game, obviously, every two weeks. And I am here at Happy Jacks on alternating Sundays with our Glittering Night Vampire 5 game. Cool. It's real good. Rob? Very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm Rob. <laughs> like, I'm just here, man. Okay. Just here. Uh, you could stalk Rob online at Clipper Rob uh, on Twitter. Don't stop, people. No, that's rude. Don't do that. It's on the screen, so I want to read it out loud for folks just listening. Oh, yeah, it's fine. If you want to talk to me, cool. I'd probably answer, maybe. Um, Claire? Yeah, uh, I'm Claire. I am everywhere. Insta, Twitter, TikTok, at S-E-E-B-E-E-D-U-B-S-C-B-Dubs. <laughs> cool. Um, and I'm Jason. You can find me on Twitter at it's probably okay. Um, that's, that's the main place to find me. I'm, you know, doing this game every other Sunday. I have a, every other game Mondays, the, the Mondays that we're not doing this is, uh, the Monday that we're playing with Kadev, uh, running, uh, t- uh, things from the flood. So, uh, that's, that's a lot of fun. I've been doing, uh, all kinds of projects. You can find all that on Twitter. So, um, that's it for us. I'm going to throw the calendar up here at the end. And, um, if you are just listening, you could go check it out at happyjacks.org slash schedule, uh, for upcoming shows. And then also slash shows is 
all of the shows we've ever done. So it's anything everywhere forever. Current shows, past shows, everything. Um, all that stuff is is very, very cool. There, I mean, we have so many good shows. It's crazy. Uh, so go check out that stuff. Um, we are, if you're new to Happy Jacks, we are usually an in-studio, in-person show. Obviously, we can't do that right now. But if you're looking for us in the future uh, or, you know, just wondering about what we do, we're, we're a group of nerdy friends who sit around and play games together. So that's that's kind of our jam. And uh, we will, as a group, see you in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Later. Bye.